Check the check the volume on this. Sometimes the volume just be acting kind of funny style and shit. Whoa, what the fuck happened here? Look at that. That's new. Oh, we live right here, baby. It's game time. Let's go. Let's take it. Let's take it back a little bit of old school right here, baby. Little old school flavor on ninety nine point nine salty nuts. <laughs> Can I get a moment of your time? Smoke a little, uh, life's a game of chess. Drugs, guns, who just got me on the run? Let me shine a little light. Can I get a moment of your time? Smoke a little, uh, life's a game of chess. Drugs, guns, who just got me on the run? Let me shine a little light. I grew up on the 50s, I love my whole city. Got the little ones with me, I ain't going back to prison. House with a yard, I get my own unlocks, I walk my own yard. I'm Figaro a filthy. Where I come from, dog, everybody's filthy. Get your hands dirty with them concrete burpees. Beer runs and licks. My heart was made, dog, with every single brick. Legend in my own. I get my little shine on. Got a house loan. I see a hater smiling. Broke with a mouthful. Run with my ninjas. Used to gun with my ninjas. Used to split top ramens on the hood with my ninjas. Can I get a moment of your time? Smoke a little, uh. Life's a game of chess, drugs, guns, who just got me on the run? Let me shine a little light. Can I get a moment of your time? Smoke a little, uh, life's a game of chess, drugs, guns, who just got me on the run? Let me shine a little light. A 53 Thornton, Johnny's on the corner, Fidel was on the block. Pizza so hot, cheese slide right off. Terrace 49, I got a creature state of mind. Mama Vista Pay, you need to keep a loaded nine. Maury's on thick. Used to cop the Cortez, you know the Chino got the kicks. Sitting in the park, you my son, I'm the shine. Rolling down the boulevard, palm tree live, bro. Call me anytime. Jack and some coke, we can build on our life. Get our money up without committing all these crimes. Get it while you got it, mix your freedom with some logic. A gangster's moving silence, you ain't gotta speak about it. Tatted on our skin. You know where to do, dog. Family, go on in. You need to rest your head. My door swings on a hinge. Who does on your bumper come and jump the neighbor's fence? Can I get a moment of your time? Smoke a little. Bruh, he said, get your hands dirty. With them concrete burpees. <laughs> Beer runs and licks. My heart was made, dog. With every single brick. Bruh. It's a fun song to write. That song was so easy to write, too, dog. And it's crazy, dog, because my boy Lyric Cruz wrote that beat. And, um,. Shout out to Larry Cruz. That's my G right there. I'm gonna I'm gonna link you up with them, dog. You go and do some uh, music with them, dog. Fuck, dude's amazing, dog. Very underrated producer. There's a lot of underrated people yeah. on these streets, you know, gifted with talent like yourself. Appreciate that. A lot, lot of fellas, dog. Right, a lot of homies. But um, I was going through my emails of beats, bro. And one day I passed up on this beat, bro. And so I found this beat like two years later after mm-hmm. he sent it to me and see if I wanted it. But back then, I was kind of doing like some fucking like grimy under, underground, like, rah, 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 you okay. know, I mean? just like my fucking just my crazy shit, dog, that not too many people liked. And the ones that did, they did. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, it's just right, what right, it right. is. Right? right. Be like that sometimes. Definitely. And so back then, I was like, oh, this is too much of like a West Coast beat, homie. Dun, 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 dun. I was like, what am I going to do with that shit? <laughs> but back then, that was my thought process. OK. But then. um when I, when I stumbled upon it in my emails, old emails, bro, looking after his old beats that he sent me, I said, oh, shit, can I get a moment of your time? And I just thought it just it was so freely, my boy. I just wrote, I wrote that song, dog, like, I shit you not, dog, like an hour, dog. I mean, uh-huh. you know, and, and I mean, 
including, you know, when you write a song, you go back and you change this, you change right. that. I mean, it was just so easy to write, bro. And it be like that sometimes. Like, it be like that because when you have a beat, at that moment, your vibe might be somewhere else. When you get, a, like, let's say a beat folder from somebody, right? Yeah. So you put it away, and like you said, time after time later, you might go, and then one day, it just flowed like that. It'll just come out because it's, 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 it was calling you at that time. That's why I was feeling like it's calling you. Yeah, the, the 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 music spoke to me at the time, and I had something to say uh, with that music. Say back to it, so to speak, right? Um, today's podcast is brought to you by www.50rags.com. I mean, you can get all your fresh apparel at www.50rags.com, including this fucking hat right here. I once in a while drop these fucking red caps with the patches, baby. You know what I mean? Shout out to my boy Casey for putting me up on the red caps because I was a dicky shirt dude for the longest time, you know, with the flaps on it. But these red caps right here, my G, are the business, yeah. dog. You know what I mean? So uh, real quick, let's give a big uh, shit over there. Casey, thank you, brother. Look at you, dog. No red cap today. No red cap today, but you are filling out that fucking extra small shirt like a fucking <laughs> Big dog. Huh? You know it. Look at you, dog. Oh my God. You, see, you got some rocks right there, baby. Got, yeah, Let's see them, dog. Let's see them, baby. Some little fucking rocks. Right that there. reminds me of that one sticker about the you know, the, the female stickers. You know what I mean? <laughs> they, they should be working. You know what I mean? You know, don't keep a hoe down or something like that. You know what I mean? I forget what oh, it is. I mean, I mean uh, shout out to the homegirls. I mean, no disrespect. You know, we like talking shit to this guy right here. You know what I mean? And he's got his own hat. You, you sold that on hat, right? Yes, I did. I'm, I sewed it by hand. By hand? Not with your machines? Yeah, oh, yeah actually with my machines, but okay. I guess I cut it with my hands and use my hands to push it through the machine. That's legit. That's but amazing, dog. I'm waiting to what, get one what, back. That's uh, what it does on Tuesday. Be. Okay, dope, bro. I mean, how can people, if people want to get one of those hats, how can they? You would have to DM me because I'm kind of mo mostly only doing custom orders right now. There it is there, baby. Holler at uh, Casey, and uh, I'm going to start putting his uh, uh, Instagram link in the description, baby. Oh, um yeah. Today's podcast is a story of one man's journey. These men and women that come on this podcast and share their most intimate stories put them in a very uh, vulnerable position because not everybody's about that life. Um, so I just want to say much love and respect to all that have blessed this stage. You know, that have put the pride, put the guard down and opened up. You know what I mean? Like some people hear stories on this platform for the first time and that's their family member on the other side of that screen. Hmm. I mean, I, I, I'm really honored, I'm really blessed that people come and they trust and they feel comfortable to sit down across and share their stories, so thank you. Um, with that said, I want everybody to give a warm welcome to the homie, Jazzo. Let's go, baby. What's going on with y'all, man? How you doing? Thanks for having me, brother. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. you, Doug. I've been, I've been, you know, we've, we talked. So Jazzo's been on before. Jazzo came on and he spit. And I think that uh, the video, if I'm not mistaken, was uh, glitching. Yeah. Okay. See, I remember that. It was glitching. But we talked about having, having you back on to tell your story, bro. You know what I mean? But I was just waiting for the right moment. And, man, I cannot stop. I mean, this dude, if you guys don't follow him on Instagram, make sure you follow him on Instagram. The link is right down below on the screen. Um, but this dude has a relentless hustle in him. Like every day, my G, I see you hustling. I see you grinding. I see you pushing, my boy. And finally, I said, you know what? It's the time. It's time to get the homie on here, bro. Appreciate that. You know, so. Appreciate that. Real talk. Yeah, absolutely, dog. You know what I mean? I, I mean, how's how's everything been going? <laughs> Everything's been good, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, all this COVID 
COVID shit and everything, you know what I'm saying? Working, uh, working, I work at a hospital. So like having to deal with that has been, it's been pretty crazy. You feel me? So, um, just stressful and stuff, but you know what I'm saying? I got the business going, which, which is a different type of stress, but relieves my stress from, from the whole work environment. And I just been grinding on that, man. I think I, I think I use that as, as, as my, uh, talking about the sober, that's like my out, you know what I'm saying? Instead of being in the streets and doing some crazy stuff, it's like, let me let me do something more productive. So I go to the store, and I mean it's frustration, but it's productive. So for those that don't know, when you say I go to the store, for those that are meeting you for the first time today on this podcast, um, would you mind letting people know? Not so you work in a hospital basically to fund your dream, right? Yeah, take care of the family and uh, and to to fund my dream. Um, a lot of people try to look at having a job as a certain way. Like I found a way, to, you know what I'm saying? Like you said something earlier, cheat code. Like I found a way. I found a way to use. My side, my my job, to to push my side hustle. You know what I'm saying? And I used the job, and I just thought of it as a hustle. Anything you do to make your money is your hustle. So I just used my job, it turned into the hustle, and then used that to do another hustle, which is my store, which is uh my clothing brand, Knack Inc. Um, I've been pushing that for about ten years now, even before I even started music. Um, I started that with my son. My son was skateboarding. Um, he was getting real frustrated, so I told him like, you know, I'll, I'll sponsor you. I'll do it myself. We'll start our own our, stone, our own thing. And uh, we started Knack Inc. And that was about 10 years ago. And um, from that, we just kept it pushing and to the point where uh, we got a store now in downtown LA. Uh, we sell the brand. We sell uh, sneakers. Um, you know what I'm saying? Other like Supreme and stuff like that too. Skateboards, um, spray paint. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, just the whole hip hop culture right there. You know what I'm saying? Come through. Um, it's just what we do right there. It's the culture of hip hop. We try to keep everything going. Yeah. Hey. It's amazing, bro. I see you do. I see you recording music there sometimes. Yeah, that's. I got the. It, that, <laughs> I mean, it's a one-stop shop, baby. You can you can go here, homie. You can get a skateboard. You can get your whole fucking fit right, homie. Yeah. He got the retros. He, I mean, this dude got the. He got the. He got some jewels. He got some gems in that bitch. And you can walk out with a brand new single, homie. All you know right, I mean? real talk. <laughs> <laughs> I should have like a little priceless uh, uh, session of sneakers this much. <laughs> that's a bro. Yeah, you see how that worked? Yeah. That is an amazing idea, bro. And this is how that works, bro. Yep. You know what I mean? Can you imagine, bro? Say, hey, check it out, my G. For a package deal, you can come, get a beat, record a song, pair of sneakers, Knack Inc., get up, my G. The whole thing. Yeah. And you walk out a new man or a new boy or a new homie, homegirl. Fresh out. Fresh out, dog. Fresh out to the shoes. Bring that motherfucking $200 <laughs> gate money to that Mac Inc., homie. All them rhymes you're writing in the penitentiary, Ooh, my G. Go. You know go. what I mean? Get Have the have the gray, have the motherfucking Greyhound drop you off in right front of... There. Where we at, doggy? Oh, you can go. We're on 4th in Los Angeles, but you can go right there at, the, at Greyhound on Alameda and 7th Street, right down the block. So, yeah. But we're on 4th in Los Angeles, um, 349 South Los Angeles Street. You can Google the store, uh, Snack Inc. If you Google us, we'll come up. Google business, all that. Um, but yeah, that's where you find us at, man. Fourth in Los Angeles. You know what I wanted to ask you when you said you worked in a hospital, bro? Are you vaccinated? Yeah, I'm vaccinated. Okay. So, you know, there's a lot of, uh, it's crazy how we got these vaccinated, unvax against the vax. You know, I mean, these dudes are actually fighting each other on the streets. I mean, you actually work in a hospital. Are you vaccinated because that's the only way you, you can keep, your, you got to keep your job? Are you vaccinated because you see something going on in the hospital? I mean, what what is it, bro? I'm vaccinated, um, and you're right. 
I do see the separation, um, and it's crazy. And if we really got deep into it, I would probably sound crazy on my feelings of why. But what I see at the hospital, man, I, 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 I used to put it on social media as much as I could without breaking violations of just letting people know, like, if you guys don't believe the news, the actual news stations, but you guys are on my Instagram because you guys do, like, you guys might believe me more because you know I'm not a part of this system. Yeah. So, yeah, I've seen trailers of bodies. You know, two trailers side by side, 50 bodies per trailer. That's extreme. I used to have to build the shelves. So I was... I was. You had to build the shelves for what? To put the dead bodies on top of inside of these refrigerated trailers. Wow. So as I'm building more shelves, I'm working next to bodies. You feel me? Oh, so you're actually working in there while yeah. the bodies are in there. Yeah, like the full suit on, you know what I'm saying? Like building, building racks. And it was crazy. What, what's going through your mind, bro, when you're in that trailer? So it's a, it's a refrigerated, right? Refrigerated trailer. It's a refrigerated trailer. You're in there in a suit building shelves to put more dead bodies on the shelves to make room while there's dead bodies in there. I mean, is there a smell in there? Are you, are you praying the whole time? Are you saying, hey, what's up, Larry? I see you, man. You were a good man. I heard about you. I mean, all jokes aside, I'm just no, saying, like, like what, what is going through the, in your, your head? My all dear? of that, the humor and the, the fear. Like, I'm going to take this shit home to my family. Like, how do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, every day we had a meeting at work and I was telling them, like, I had a point of, like, hating to come to work every day. Because while everybody got to run from it, I had to run to it. Um, Going into rooms where I have to adjust the air balance and stuff like that for patients that had it. It's like, I got to work inside of a closed room where everybody's looking and the outside of the window looking at me, but I'm in the room. Like, so it's just a lot of fear. Is that the way that works? Yeah. So you're, you're inside the trailer with the dead bodies building the trailers, I mean, building the shelves, and your supervisors are outside able to see you through a window? Well, the doors of the trailers open, so they, they see us, you know what I'm saying? But like in the rooms, patient rooms where oh, people actually had COVID or oh, have it, I got having to do fix a sink or go work on their toilet. Got you know you. what I'm saying? Got like you. Okay. Working on a toilet takes time. So that means I'm sitting in a, in a closed, sealed room with a patient that has this, but this is my job. Like It's either you go do it or you're going to keep telling them no until you get fired. You feel me? I, I'm, I apologize on my confusion, bro, because I was still focused on that trailer of the dead bodies. That's so, crazy. So, yeah, so we're talking about in the actual hospital. Obviously, you're part of the maintenance crew yeah. of the hospital, right? Yeah. So we're talking about in the hospital, they have everything sectioned off with basically a temporary like zipper. There's magnet um, shields closing. So we got doors that close, and then we put shields in front of those, and then we have the room's uh, negative balance so the air doesn't push out. It push, it sucks in, and then straight out to the ceiling, you know what I'm saying, and the roof and out. Wow. And so when you so you go into these rooms with the patients because, hey, the patient that has COVID, you know, has got to drop a deuce, and the, the fucking toilet is clogged up. Right. So, hey, uh, Jazzo, we need you over here in room uh, 123. Uh, we need you to... Fix his toilet, so you go in there, uh, suited up, right? Yep, How suited, suited up? up? Like an astronaut suit? Like- astronaut suit, zipped up, uh, a different face mask, got to wear a shield, um, and then they got the little hood cover that make you look like the dude from South Park. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, fully, you know what I'm saying, gloves, different uh, different type of mask, um, booties on your shoes, um, type of stuff like that. 
And what do you have? You had conversations with these individuals, and the two-part question: conversations with these individuals that have had the COVID in there. Obviously, they're in bad shape. They're they're in segregated off in these uh, temporary uh, housing uh, uh, rooms. Um, but have you had conversations, and then come back the next day and, and see that they have passed on? I haven't had conversations with them, but I have come the next day and seen them gone. Yeah. That is that is true. Um, you know what I'm saying? I would go, have to check like the air balance room every single day. So I'll see you every single day. And then one day, that bed is gone. And do you ask or yeah. is it? You, I'll ask. You ask. I'll and ask. you said, hey, what happened? To, I mean, are these older people? Where's, 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 uh, where's this dude at? Oh, he passed last night. Like, damn. Okay. It's just real. So when it comes to the COVID shot, I mean, you got a lot of conspiracy theorists out there saying all this crazy stuff. And I hate going down them rabbit holes and I hate entertaining this shit. And honestly, I personally rather occupy my time taking care of my family and worrying about what's in front of me. Right. You know, than going down these rabbit holes. I mean, I'm paranoid enough with certain things, you know. I life. felt I went down the rabbit hole trying to get people out the rabbit hole. Mm. Like on my social media, like people were like really tuning in to the point where I felt like I had to like, because you guys is going too crazy. Let me show you what I'm actually seeing to where it was just affecting me. You feel me? It's, I know what I see. I know what I'm going to tell y'all. Um, yes, it's real. The vaccine. I don't know, bro. I don't know about the vaccine, but why not? Feel me? Uh, That's what I said. I said, I said, you know what? I'm a guinea pig right here, dog. You know what I mean? I don't know what to do, but damn, I roll my, I'd rather roll my dice right here. And I put a lot of shit in my system throughout the years. A lot exactly. of drugs, a lot of exactly. dope, homie. Exactly. You know what I mean? I ain't scared of this little ass shot, homie. Give me that bitch, dog. You exactly. know what I mean? If statistics, I mean, we got to believe. Did you ask if you could snort it? <laughs> <laughs> Would people get the shot if you could snort it? <laughs> I asked him to put I, <laughs> I asked him to put it in a pookie, homie. That's ah, it. <laughs> I mean, feel me, but um, yeah. At first, I didn't get. I didn't. I didn't. I was with the conspiracy theorists as far as like not getting the shot type thing. To where one day I went to work and my boss said, "Eric, you get your shot." I told him, "Nope." All right, I need you to sign this paper. And I said, "For what?" And I said, "What is that? What is that denying me later sign in the future?" Your rights, no liability, you can't sue him. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I said, no, nah, I didn't, but I'm going to go. And he said, when? I said, right now. As soon as this conversation's over, I'm going to walk over and go get it. Yeah. And he told me, let me know when you're done. And that's when I went because I knew something was going to come with it. And at the end of the day, I'm a family man. And I knew it was going to affect my family. Um, so I said, let me go get this shot before they actually literally sent me that letter forcing me because that's, I don't like being forced. So I was like, let me go, let me go do this. And then I went and, I went and did it. There's a, there's a lot of people too, bro, that it's just, it's crazy because that is their stance as well. And I'm not saying that your stance is crazy, but I'm saying what you said coincides with a lot of people. They don't want to be forced. Right. You come knocking at my door like, oh, you forcing me to do this shit? Then damn, that's something different, dog. I mean. That's a mentality though. And that's, I had to step back from that mentality because it's, it wasn't really that. It was what was, what was good instead of being that. A, a aggressive defensive you're against me for whatever reason you know what i'm saying like them i got a family at home i work in this why am i arguing this let me just go do what i gotta do because if it could help my family my mom she's about to be 70 you feel me like stuff like that 
Why not? Yeah. I'll take Ridiculous. my yeah. wife didn't want to take it, and I told her you didn't have to. Like, don't take it. Now the job is forcing, and I'm still telling her like, if you don't want to, don't take it. If you get fired, we'll deal with it. You feel me? But I want you to keep the way you feel about. Like, I I want you to because my wife don't drink, she don't smoke, and she never has. Yeah. You feel me? So there's a lot of things about her that I'm like, like you don't have all these different excuses we got. Like, if you really feel this way, don't do it. Uh, we'll deal with it. And I went to take it because. The conspiracy theorist part of you're not going to be able to do this or go to a market. I'm like, I laugh about it. And I'm like, fuck it. You can't go to the market, but I'll do all the shopping. You feel me? <laughs> like, we're going to win the system somehow. And if I have to be the guinea pig for it, so for us to, you know, yeah. continue living, I'll do it. Whatever. My G. And, that's, and people don't that's, realize that's that, a like, father right there. That's a husband right there. I'm going to tell you like this. I don't mean to cut you off, Casey, my boy, but hold on real quick. Um, dudes that have been in the prison system, bro. You know what I mean? I mean. They're told when to take a shit. They're told when to bend over and spread them motherfucking cheeks, dog. They're told what to do a lot of fucking things, dog. You know what I mean? And so it's kind of crazy because there's a lot of homies that are in the prison system. And I'm going to tell you this, dog. The majority of them got that, got that fucking shot, bro. They're like, all right, dog, fuck it, homie. I ain't tripping, dog, shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? They ain't nothing but a little shot to me, homie. But I, it kind of seems like individuals that haven't, and it's not everybody, so don't get defensive, my Jesus. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not all you guys. But, but I go to school, dog, with some, with some individuals that have lived a pretty gravy life, dog. And it seems like the dudes that haven't really been through shit in life, dog, little shelter side, you know what I mean? Uh, they have these most outrageous fucking beliefs and they're more prone to go down these fucking rabbit holes and suck all that shit up two-handed you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie to them it's it's true and they're fighting it they're the ones that are that, that are least resistant you know yeah. they're they're like fuck that nah you ain't gonna make me like bitch go to the county for one day homie <laughs> i laugh because my wife uh, like some of her sisters <laughs> you know, like we get the back in the days, the little shot, and then like most Mexican people got the little dip, yeah, yeah, that dent in their arm from that tuberculosis shot. Like yeah. I'm like, look, you you took a shot a long ass time ago, and got a big ass dent in your arm, but you ain't <laughs> mad at them people, like <laughs> straight up, yeah. <laughs> like look what that did to you. <laughs> you got the dent. This is crazy, but yeah, I mean, I got to the point already that uh, I mean, enough of my of some people that you know, what I'm saying like. They reach out to me like you've done, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, just chill. Like, let them think what they want to think. You can't, you know, you're going down that rabbit hole with them by, yeah. by trying to help people and explain too much. Just let people be them. And and I do it. And, you know, like, she probably watch it, but my mom's one of them. You feel me? Like, she feels a certain way about it, about, and, and I feel a certain way. And it doesn't matter how much I come from work eight hours a day of telling you, when you ask me, how was your day? Well, this is what I saw. Oh, well, this. Like, why are you arguing? Like, I'm telling you what I did at work today, and this is what I'm seeing. I'm just giving you my vision of, of, what, I, of what I'm seeing at work. And you know what I'm saying? To me, to me, it's, it's real, bro. It is what it is. Um, it is what it is. If it's, a, if it's a bigger flu or whatever, I mean, whatever we need to take, that vaccine, um, I'm not saying for you guys to go do it. Go do what you guys want to do. You know what I'm saying? But if, if, if it... If it makes you feel a little bit at ease, then then do it. I mean, that's the way I'm. Yeah, and if it, I mean, it seems like they're it's getting more more strict, especially in California, being the fact that we are a democratic state or we're ran by Democrats, right? Um, if you like it or not. Um, but it seems like the 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 guidelines in regards to vaccinated and unvaccinated are 
starting to get a little more serious, bro. But it's weird because, yes, L.A., but then you break it down like L.A. and, let's say, Orange County, they don't care, bro. No matter where you go in Orange County, nobody's wearing a mask. You can go to, we went to the fair. Even the police was walking around, no mask. And I was just like, hey, no mask. It was to the point where I took a mask and I felt like a weirdo. Yeah. That's only like 10 miles away. You feel me? And it's like, there is no rules out there like that. And if there is, nobody's following them, not even the businesses or anything. Yeah. It's my well, town, not yours. Yeah. <laughs> this is my town, not yours. <laughs> well, Orange County is obviously uh, predominantly, uh, well, I can't say predominantly, but. No, it, it well. White? Dude, they had. Republican? They had, yes, yeah. they, had, they had the head of the KKK in Fullerton. Yeah. What's his name? I don't know, but that, if you go to Fullerton College, when I went to Fullerton College, that house that they have still standing was the KKK house. Yeah. It was super, yeah. So, yeah, those motherfuckers. You know, dog, the address. I can go take a shit on that motherfucker's lawn, dog. On the front. It's gated. Yeah. You can't get in there. You'd have to try to, like, hop I'm, I'm going to drink a fucking two gallons of prune juice, homie, <laughs> and I will hit that porch. <laughs> 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 have, you, um, have you ever drink? You know, hey, bro, I'm going to tell you like this, dog. <laughs> The 99 cent store. <laughs> that's, the that's the one that works. Yeah, that's eh? the one that works. I mean. uh, so did you get vaccinated? Yeah, bro, I did, bro. You know what I mean? Because I'm like this, dog. I'm like this, bro. I believe what's in front of me, dog. Uh -huh. Like, Jazzle's real. Why? Because I can see you. And if I want to, I can touch you. You real, dog. You know what I mean? I believe what's in front of me, dog. You know what I mean? So people are dropping like flies in front of me from this COVID. Okay. I'm going to believe that, dog. I've seen a couple homies, dog, that I didn't interact with them a lot throughout the years. But since I've been out, we followed each other. You know what I mean? On Facebook or, or Instagram. But I was looking at a Facebook uh, post one day, and it was this cat. You know, just kind of like an upcoming. He's been an upcoming rapper for a lot of years, trying to make it in the scene. And I see him grind. I see him grind. And all of a sudden, this was kind of my breaking point, dog. Finally, he's saying, all right, fuck it. I'm going to get it, dog. Um, he was in the hospital. And and I'm used to not seeing him in the hospital. I'm used to seeing him doing his little music videos or promoting his music, dog. You know what I mean? Because I always stop and I peep him out and I give him a thumbs up or a like or something. You know what I mean? Or sometimes I won't. I mean, I'll keep it pushing. But this time I seen him in the hospital in bad shape, dog. You know? And, he's, and he said, stop fucking around. Get vaccinated. Don't wait like me until you're in this fucking hospital bed. I can't fucking breathe. You know? And... Sometimes on social media, you go through a post and you feel like they're talking to you. Uh -huh. Sometimes uh -huh. we read something and we needed to hear this. So that day, bro, I felt like, okay, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get vaccinated, baby. I mean, yep. shit, smoke crack cocaine, PCP, methamphetamine out of my motherfucking Christmas bulb light, dog. Mm -hmm. my, homie, my homie had Christmas lights, dog. We smoked every single bulb off that bitch, dog. I mean, I'm just saying, dog. Right, What's right, a little right. motherfucking no. shot in Real the fucking talk. arm, dog? Real fucking you know I mean? bro. And Real I fucking shit. got the shot, baby. You know what I mean? You know? And, um, I, I, you know, I worry about my kids, dog. You know what I mean? I just like, you know... I just, you know, got to take care of my kids, dog. Definitely. So I got the shot because I don't want to, I don't want to get taken out. But some fools be like, man, homie, you fucking been shot, stabbed, homie, pop, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm still standing, dog. Ain't no little fucking whoop de whoop whoop. But I don't want to say that because I don't want to jinx myself, dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, you start fucking popping off like that, dog. That's, that's, that's kind of dangerous, dog. I'm like, I don't like popping off like that, dog, because I feel like that can pop up. Uh, 
possibly open up a door to karma or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or uh, I mean, you know, uh, re- direct that bad shit to you, and it's it coming to you faster or something. I don't know, bro. No, I'm not better lack of words, right? Um, but yeah, I just got the shot, dog. I got the shot, and I and I told motherfuckers, I said, bro, I know guinea pig, dog, is what it is, baby. You know, <laughs> not tripping, dog. You know, <laughs> I've uh, I've survived COVID twice. Is that right? That's yeah. crazy. A statistic right here. But had, dude, I mean, I've had it like uh, it's 14 months. I had it like in uh, July or no, 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 like uh, May 2020. And then. That's crazy. Like so so a whole year. Let, me, let me say this real quick. Shout out to motherfucking EKV12. Lucky didn't believe I had a foot long till it was in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, my boy. Oh, wait, that's the wrong one. Where's my butters at? That shit is hilarious, dog. I love those right there, dog. We we get some shit talking in a minute. I'll let you fools call in and talk your shit, dog. Um, But let's do this. Jazzo, you've been through a lot of shit, baby. You know, you're still standing, dog. I put myself through a lot of shit. Yeah. We put ourselves through this shit because we didn't have to go through it. Exactly. So can we tell your story, bro? Yeah. Can we? Where do we start when it's telling? When we tell Jazzo's story, one day, uh, you know, when your son, dog, watch this back, dog. Look at her like that. You know what I mean? One day, son, gonna look, watch this back, dog, and be like, "Damn, that's how it all started." He did tell me about that. <laughs> you know, I remember that. It's it's um, it's been a long journey, man. Um. You know, single mom type thing. Um, never had a pops. Got to a certain point in life where where my, my homies at school became the influences because I didn't have the father type thing. Um, went through a lot. Went through a lot, man, being mixed. You know what I'm saying? Hispanic and black. Um, my mom's from Guatemala. My dad's black. Um, but you never met your pops. I never met him. Have you seen pictures of him? Nah, that's a crazy story. See, we can start there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a um. I never met him, man. I I, I grew up. Um, my mom telling me that my pops was now. It's like a back then and fast forward type thing in one. Um, my mom telling me my pops was somebody that about five years ago, four years ago, I found out wasn't the truth. So I had a belief the last what I'm forty. So the last let's say 37 years of my life that this one person was my dad when he really wasn't. Oh, so, shit. So, um, you know what I'm saying? So, always had a lot of anger never seeing my pops or who my pops was. He went to prison when I was real young and he's been there ever since. The one your mom the said? The one my mom said. Was your pops and then recently she broke the news and said, hey, yeah, this isn't son, mijo. Uh, yeah. so, I was just fucking with you. That, yeah, so I guess what it was was like, damn, she's watching probably. My mom's my mom's cheated on whoever her boyfriend was with whoever my pops is. Yeah. And when I became when when she got pregnant, it was just like, yo, he's gonna we gonna just go this way and you just go that way. Gotcha. So the one that she went this way with, um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that became my pops uh growing up. I didn't really I have I have memories of him, but not like not like that, just because I have memories of him. Um but he left Went to prison when I was real young, like under five type shit. And uh, he's been there ever since. Uh, he got life, so he ain't never coming out. Um, so I never had him in my life. 
Um, but I always had him through like letters and stuff like that. Um, you know, he was always in and out of prison even before that. So that was just the life that he lived. Um, so he would always send me letters and growing up, you know, we'll get letters, birthday cards, and then that disappeared um, for like years. And then I was just going, I was going to a private school when I was younger um, in Southgate. And then I got expelled probably like fifth grade. And then I had to go to a regular school. So I went to Culver City. Um, and then out there, the, the, the cultural shock was different because in Southgate was like, it started out white when I was younger. And then more Latinos started to move in. Um, being Latino, I was more raised because of the lie. I was more raised on the Latino side. Yeah. Didn't know no black culture, no nothing. Um, but always, for some reason, was like, my mom had a lot of black friends and stuff, so we'll go places and like they'll attach quick to me, like where the kids will be like, "Oh, you like us and this and that." Like and I was like, "What? What are you talking about?" Like I was just a little Hispanic kid in my head. I didn't catch on to the black part. Um, so like growing up and then going through like junior high, high school, I had a lot of problems, uh, like with my own race type shit. You feel me? So then um, with the Latino side, with the Latino side, because I still didn't understand. I still didn't know I had the black side, so I was always defending, like I'm not black. Like, what if was tripping off of? But I was always going through that. So it was like, what, 90, 94, right? Let's say 94 through all that. That's when it was like going down in the schools. You feel me? Like yeah. the race wars and they, shit. They, you feel me? Like jail sure. type. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was on a cracking, dog. You feel me? So it was yeah. like I was, getting, I was getting into a lot of fights and having to defend myself a lot against my own. And I never understood it. And then... Um, Mexicans will always, real quick, Mex let me interject real quick. Mexicans will always be the first person to tell you who you are. <laughs> Go ahead, my boy. Uh, yeah, it is. I got <laughs> let me tell you who you are. <laughs> Had a conversation with God last night. Yeah, right? Um, you know what I'm saying? And then, so I just grew up like that, man, and then uh, got into some trouble um, in, uh, what, 10th grade. Um, you know, took me a weapon to school. Um, I had enough, basically. Uh, somebody snitched me out. Um, I got arrested, and then uh, that was that was like downhill right there. Feel me? The the first time the first time I really had real contact um, like that, and then going to juvie, and then it was the same thing again. You know, fighting. So I just became like a real angry ass person, bro. They weren't accepting you. Yeah, and I didn't understand it's, it. It's all over acceptance. Yeah. Why? Because your your hair was a little nappy. Yeah, exactly. My no. mom too. Like people back when they were like the bald hair with the bangs type shit. Yeah. Like I used to want that. My mom would be like, "Nah, you, you have curly hair. You can't do that." But I was like lost because I was like, You're "Like, oh, my family do it. Like, why I can't do it?" Because I still didn't understand the. I really didn't understand that I was half black. Yeah. You know what I mean, so you, you, I was really lost. You trying to you were trying to straighten the naps out, bro, all the time. With an jail, iron, those one of those <laughs> jail, all that shit. Like, yeah, exactly. You ever trip out on? And I'm not. And I'm just, just curl up like a, <laughs> like a rabbit's ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Said, motherfucker, you ain't fucking with me like that. <laughs> yeah, this is where we at. Hey, um, you ever trip, bro, on like some of the the oldies, uh, some of the soul singers back in the day, bro? They, they straightened their shit out. They had the fucking shit looking like the Elvis Presley haircut. Permed out and shit. Yeah, bro. They were really like, oh, dog. Yeah, they were trying to take the shit out and just trying to like look like part. Murray's. Look the part. Yeah. They use Murray's. Look the part. It's like how Murray's came about. Is that how Murray's came about? Yeah. Yeah. So it was originally for like the African American culture. That's like where they made it. Like they made it for themselves. 
So be able to do them hairstyles yeah, and stuff. That's like pure oiled like uh. um pomade, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, dog. Sorry. <laughs> nah, um, so uh that that kinda introduced me more to like like all my homies in, in high school and all that was like gang banging. That's when I started trying to gang bang because I felt accepted. Yeah. But it was like by the black kids at school, you feel me? And I never understood that. When I finally had figured it out, was I was fighting one one time, bro. I was getting jumped. And the fight got easier and easier. And I was wondering, why is it getting easier? And I looked around, there was a bunch of kids helping me out. Boom, boom, boom. And I was just like, oh, shit. And then after that, they was like, hey, bro, like, you've been going through a lot. You're chilling with us. Yeah. So that was my influences, you feel me? And um, from there, man, I just started messing up. Um, started wanting to hang out, which caused problems with me and my mom. Um, we still lived in Southgate, but I went to school in Culver City because my mom worked at Sony. So I would have that transfer. Um, so it was that's when it was getting even crazier because I'll come to school and be good and then come home. And here we go again. It was majority um, Latino. And so in Culver City at the time, what was it? What was the uh, mix with everything? With everything like huh? a complete mix, bro. Like yeah. complete mix. It's that West LA shit, baby. Yeah, like yeah. The, the 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 Cambo. It was even broken. Like the Cambodians hang out here. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? The Samoans or the Tongans. Like it was really like that, bro. It was, it was diff. It was way different for me. Um, you liked it better. Yeah, I did because everybody was chill with each other except. The, the 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 Hispanics and the blacks because it seemed everybody gang shit everybody got together here because over here was just so so big you feel me um and it was either like you're Latino or you're not you feel me yeah um and that's where I got into like a lot of the struggles and then going to juvie was the same thing <clears throat> um but then I just I was when I was in the streets bro I just became angry so I was a graffiti artist um when I was getting the gang banging I met my friend Pac Man. Uh, who lived across the street from me, and um, he was a tagger, and I was just like on my gang shit, bro, trying to be this gang member. And he told me one time, like, "Why you want to do that shit? Like, you're gonna die." Now we're young, like 14, 13, 14. I'm like, what the "Hell, you mean? Like, that's what I'm, you know? This is what's been protecting me all all this time." Um, as I started hanging out with him, he started forcing me, like literally, like he'll throw a book and a pencil, like, "Here, write this name out." do this, do that, and, like, I will watch him, and I would start writing in a little piece book, and then one night, he was like, let's go, let's go paint with me, so I went with him, and we destroyed, like, a massive part of LA, like, <laughs> it was destructive, bro, Yeah. and I was like, damn, this is, I can destroy shit, get my anger out, do all that, yeah. on these streets, artistically, therapeutic, yeah. therapeutic, yeah. and then after that, I just got straight into the graph game, um, was doing that, you know, um, it's good. That saved you, bro. It saved me. Graffiti saved me. Definitely saved me. Um, some people, some people may hear that and be like, "What do you mean, graffiti saved you?" I mean, you, you just don't understand, my G. Yeah, my mom you know? would see me with my little book um, when I was younger, and she would always ask me like, "What are you trying to do?" And that's when I was like trying to learn lettering, because like she would punish me a lot because I was messing up. So I would always be like drawing books and learn how to draw animals. So that stuff like had passed me once I got into the graffiti was like lettering. Um, and yeah, it it really did save me, bro. Like, I would get mad, I would get mad and go out and and paint some shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? And and um, bomb some shit on. Huh? Yeah, like yeah. didn't care if I got caught, even though I never did. Um, but that was that 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 really saved me. Um, but in that time too, it was like when it was the green light on taggers. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> so it was like, now, now I'm on now I'm on this side, now I'm doing this, but I'm still having to fight or be careful or get shot at. Like yeah. now it became like like kind of like the gang life, you feel me? So there was still that negativity in there, and I just kept getting attracted to like the negativity of shit, bro. Um me and one of my one of my boys, we got introduced to each other. Um about like I was like about 18, 19 years old. Um and he was hitting licks like on stores, like um, like going to stealing clothes, you know what I'm saying, and then coming back selling them in the hood and stuff like that. And um, I wasn't really having clothes or nothing back then. So once we got linked, I would go and I'll start working with him. And it was like an eight-hour shift, and we would go, man, and we started doing that. And I started coming up on clothes, and um, like we would sell at the high schools. What we do is we'll go to the malls in the morning. We'll, we'll still close, and then we'll go to the high schools right before they was getting out, and we'll pop the trunk. And as everybody walked out, we had all the clothes, so we was lacing the whole school up, bro. <laughs> like we was the tight, you feel me? And um, half price, baby. Yeah, real tough. You go have cross colors. Nah, it was got... it was like the Sean Johns and the yeah. that's the Rockaway oh, and yeah, yeah, Fat yeah. Farm, yeah, Nautica Polo. Yeah. Uh, Man, it all was it was all bad. The, all the fresh shit back then. Yeah, it, it yeah. was it was bad, bro. I even got a job. Trip out is how bad. I even got a job at a shoe store. So I guess that was the inside. I was the insider. Like, let me go get a job, and then we in, bro. We could start hitting licks from the inside, and we did. Yeah. Like you feel me? Like that was that was it, bro. Um, fashion and money. Well, it got me. Like you know, went from graffiti. Graffiti has the fashion. I got into like I was always dressing a certain way. Um, I was known for that when I was younger too, you know, dressed in tennis shoes and stuff like that. Um, but that is just like graffiti, bro. And then getting into like, then we got into like stealing cars. You feel me? Mustangs was stealing 5.0s and making money off of that. So it was like, I was always in the streets doing what I shouldn't be doing. And and it was always with people um, that was that was doing it. And it was like, I would get attracted to these people only. It wasn't that it was like these other people were squares. I just literally was attracted to, like, just doing destructive wrong shit. You feel me? Um, it's a lifestyle, dog. It's a culture, dog. It, it is. We were attracted to what we were all attracted to at that time, dog. Yeah. You know what I mean, it was it was in style, bro. Literally, it was like in style, dog. Like, <laughs> but we found out how to make money through like house parties. Like, we would go to to like Albertsons and shit. Like, twenty of us, and we'll do runouts with like mad bottles, bro. And then we go to parties. And then we'll sell it to the people who throw in the parties. You feel me? So we was we was stocking up all these house parties with all the liquor and, and shit like that. So it was just like money, 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 bro. And then um, you know, finally a motherfucker got caught. Um, and after I got caught, I was never I was never um careful of what I did. And like I sat in that cell and they called my name. Here's this little pink paper, and here's this other one. And what are these? These are all these are all new charges. And I was just like, damn, you got me. Um, that's when I did my first my first uh, year. I did a county lid. Yeah. Um, and I got more angrier. I called my wife one day and I told her when when, I'm, when I come home I'm gonna be an angry person. Like, like I'm telling you. And that was the same thing because when I did my first year, I really understood politics. And like it was, you know, my first jail sentence was like, okay, now I got to deal with this shit. Yeah, well, the county jail, bro. I mean, they so 
there's a rule, bro, in the California Department of Corrections prison system. When a homie has come from the county, L.A. County Jail, bro, he knows better. Because you, if you can survive the L.A. County Jail, then you can survive any prison in the state of California, dog. So I remember back in the day, we'd be like, hold on a second, dog. Whoa, 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 hold on. What, what kind of jail you come from, my G? Oh, you came from LA County Jail, dog? No, 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 my boy. You know better than what to do what you just did right there, dog. Real talk. So, so you, you know, you get disciplined accordingly. Mm -hmm. But go ahead, dog. How was your experience there, brother? You said you understood my, politics, you my, know? My first experience was rough because I am who I am. And who are you? I was, at that point, I was a Hispanic kid okay. just running the streets. All my homies was gang members different gangs, so that wasn't that I was from a gang. I just hang around with a different, you know, a, yeah. lot, a lot of uh, gang members and shit. Um, we all made money together. That's that's what it was about. Yeah. Um, my whole family, I was always raised around Hispanics. So when I went in the first time was like, literally that line, like, who you with? Like, <laughs> yeah. what? What do you mean who I'm with? Like, you just feel me? Southside, baby. No, but no, I always been with blacks. And okay. when I started, when I started with the gang banging, I started running with Bloods. Okay. So in my head, I have to go this way because this is what, this is what I had already associated myself okay, with. Okay. So, so you, at first you said you identified with being Latino. But I always hung around with blacks at school. After that time, they saved me, and it was all. Gang. Oh, so okay. So we missed that part out. No, so I the, said, when oh, I got did into you say that, it? when I got into that fight. And all it was blacks sudden, that it was all yeah, blacks yeah. that helped me. Did he say that, bro? He did. You just basically said like they said, "Hey, you've been through some shit. You're rolling with us now." Oh, you he, didn't, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't say that it was blacks. Yeah, uh -huh. so I was with the blacks. Oh, okay, you feel me? got you. Which people that wasn't going through that in school, they don't know that it was really like that race shit at school. Yeah. You feel me? So, so you get so okay. Let me rewind the track. Which is bro. why the which is why I was always confused because I was always thinking, why do black people fuck with me so tough? It's because they saw the black in me that I didn't see. Got you. Okay. Race wise. Yeah. To where they'd be like, man, you a nigga. Like, what? What are you talking about, <laughs> bro? No, I'm not from Guatemala. What you mean? Like, yeah. nah, bro, look at your nose or look at this. And I'm just like, you look like, and I would trip out, bro. It was a lot of confusion growing up. Gotcha. But the blacks gotcha. always attached to me. Gotcha. They always protected me they to, where, you love, to where my raza did. But then I also found a lot of hate growing up. And through all that shit, because I always had to fight and defend myself. And you, weren't, you weren't Mexican enough. You weren't uh, raza enough, it. dog. You know what I mean? To this and, day, I still hear that. You yeah. <laughs> and so, and so, and so, this is like this is a, a key pivotal uh, moment in this your story, this interview, dog. That when you were getting your fighting, the dudes that jumped in and made the fight easier for you were brothers. They were they were black, dog. Yeah. You know what I mean, so that's when you were fully accepted, you gravitated towards them. So now you're in the county jail and you're running and, with the blacks. And running with the blacks, right? Okay. But always having to fight, always having to still defend myself, always having to defend or have to because like now I'm like on my ID and everything it says Hispanic. Yeah. So you know when when the paperwork is shit or or like the separations happen, like there's a riot about to crack, split up. Everybody and it's like such and such, this way. And I'm just like, oh, I got to go this way. Nah, your paperwork says this. Like, yeah, but look, <laughs> yeah. I got to go this way, bro. But I <laughs> fucked up on that paperwork. <laughs> yeah, I got to go that way, you feel me? That's a um, misprint. Yeah, so, um, okay. yeah. you know, it just, it, it, it just made, it, it, was a, it was a hard thing. But then after that, that, first, that first year, bro, I was going in and out a lot. And I already understood the program. Yeah. And to people, like I tell my son, my, my middle child, you guys are hard in the streets. Yeah, you're hard. 
you don't want to go to jail, bro. It's a whole different world. Like you don't need to go to jail, and you don't want to go in there hard either, because <laughs> you going you gonna have to prove it. It's not fighting little kids on your block no more. It's fighting little kids and grown ass men or whoever else wants to challenge you trying to be. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, there's programs, there's routine, there's rules. Once I under, started understanding the rules in jail, my life on the streets started changing too. Because I started understanding just the way people are. Oh, uh, uh, I remember once I was going to get into a fight, man, in jail, because it's like you telling me, go ahead, man, sit down. You know what I'm saying? I'm bed. Boom, I sat down and dude started flipping out on me. And I'm like, the hell, bro? You just told me I could sit down. He was like, yeah, but not on my pillow. And I was just like, what? Like, fucking, then you should have moved. Like, he was, and I didn't understand. You're not supposed to sit on another man's pillow, bro. He rests his face there, don't Exactly. Yeah. Exactly and, what he and, told and, me, and, but I didn't know and you, that. And you rest those bums <laughs> on the toilet, sir. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it was like, damn, it was a whole perception of respect. I I, I understood respect Yeah, you didn't, you didn't think nothing of it. You just sitting down, you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. now I see it, you know what I'm saying? You understand those little... I understand, and growing up in the world... Um, being able to maneuver, I think jail did change me to prepare me for the streets, like you said, more. You know what I'm saying? Where I could feel, I could walk through a neighborhood that I'm not from looking a certain way and and, and not be worried because I understand and respect where, where I'm at. I know I know already. And I don't think a lot of people these days have that, man. And I think that, that helped get me. Um, I think these negative experiences helped me to get to where I am today. Uh, to maneuver different. Um, absolutely, you know absolutely, dog. That's what life does to you sometimes, dog. You know what I mean? Um, you know what? You know what's crazy, bro, is because a lot of the homies that I know, bro, uh, you know, Arasa, good, good, solid homies, uh, Southsiders, bro, they all vouch for you, dog. And they're like, "Hey, that homie Jazzo, that's the homie right there. That's the homie." So it seems like I, uh, I mean, it seems like there's a lot of Rasa around you that are finally accepting you. You know, or they fuck with you, dog, or you build a rapport with them, dog. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's a, this is, I have noticed, um, I have noticed that, but this was like, these are people, these, these people you speak of are, are, I didn't know these people back then. These are all people yeah. within the last few years. And got you, got you. I think what one of my buddies told me one time is he likes what I do because I don't push um, any race. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm from Guatemala and I'm black, but I don't use the card on either one. I just do what I do. You get love from both sides, and that's how I can achieve that love from both sides. You know, yeah. I'll pop up at a at a at a at a festival for let's say there's one like today at the Lamar Park area, a Guatemalan festival. I'm supposed to pop up. You know what I'm saying? Like I go support everybody, but I don't I don't like push either one of my races above. I just am who I am, and I think that's why I'm able to. Get love from people like that because I'm not I'm not pushing I'm not pushing something but except what I'm doing, um, you know what I'm saying? So it's cool though I love it. You know, there's there's two homies, dog, two black homies, dog. One's a creeper from Diamond Street, and the other black homie is cartoon from uh, Dogtown Projects. Uh, both these dudes I met them in 1995 in uh, in East Max uh, County Jail, bro. And they, these dudes like. Uh, Call creeper, it's called creeper. Silky, Silky, what up, Silky? Tall, that dude smooth than a motherfucker, dog. <laughs> and then Cartoon, he was just like blacker than black, both of them, dog. But Cartoon would talk like a straight fucking 
Cholo dog, I mean, like, what's up, Pepsi? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, it was just like, you know, it's a trip. It's a trip, bro. But but you love it, dog. You love it because you know, LA, LA, bro. You know what I mean? Like, we got we got Asian dudes. You know what I mean? We got like, you know, me. I'm, you know, I'm, my mom's Mexican. My pops is uh, is Russian Jew, dog. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just a melting pot. But it's just crazy what the streets do, and uh, you know, whatever. Bro. Well, so trip out. The one that played my dad, he was Japanese and German. So imagine I'm growing up, Guatemalan, Japanese and German, black. Like, what the fuck, right? But so he's Japanese and, and bet you said that. But he was from Puente. Okay. He was a South Sider, but he was Japanese, Japanese and, and German. German. That's that's hey, crazy. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> hey. And this is in the get 80s. In, get in where you fit in, this baby. This is the 80s. And he had been him and his brother, they were both from Puente. Yeah. And they had been in that shit, like the prison system before that even out like, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, it's Pelican Bay. My he he was like one of the first inmates in Pelican Bay type shit. Yeah, you feel me? Like so it was like he was always in the system, but yeah, he was Japanese and German. He was a South Sider. That's dope. So check it out, bro. So we you get out from doing that, you're in the county jail, bro. I get forced uh to make a make a choice. You wanna go back to jail, you wanna go to school. Like what you want when I you know, when I get out, my PO's like, what you wanna do? Yeah. So I'm like, man, I'm gonna go to school, like I'm not going to get a job. Like, I don't want to do none of that. I'm going to go to school. So I ended up going to L.A. Trade Tech College. Um, I was still running the streets, but I got the probation off my ass. So I started going for, like, dumb random stuff. Weightlifting. Obviously, I don't weightlift no more. <laughs> uh, weightlifting. Um, speech class. I was trying to do whatever class just to get in, do my little hours to tell the PO I'm at school, and then go run the streets again. Yeah. Um, it made no sense. I started messing up more. Then one day I was sitting out there, and I seen all the kids in the corner with their peace books. They was dressed like I dress. Like, what's going on over here? It was always in front of this one building. Um, I went over there. It's the art building. Oh, I'm in graphic design. I'm in... Sign painting, I'm in this, I'm in color theory. I'm now I'm a graffiti artist, so I'm just like, damn, I'm gonna chill. I wanna I don't wanna go back this way. I wanna chill on this side. So I ended up getting into sign painting, uh sign graphics at LA Trade Tech, uh Doc Guthrie as a teacher. Um and that shit changed my life. It's dope. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Uh, learning how to hand paint, um, learning the techniques of brush strokes, learning colors, how to mix colors, do all of that stuff. But I was still doing terrible in life, running the streets. I did first semester like three times. You feel me? Because you you could only miss three you could only miss three days and then you were kicked out of class. Yeah. But that teacher was like, you had a tool list, and in this tool list you must bring your tool list every single day to class with you because this is your job. So then he'll do random like right now we'll be talking. You'll be like, all right, give me two number three pencils. Oh shit! Like, I don't got them. Go home. Damn. Like, what? Fuck you mean go home? Oh, and that's an absence on your thing. Go home. Okay, that's one. Then the next day, it'll be like, give me the two erasers. Damn, I got one. No, I asked for two. The paper says two. Go home. Damn, bro. So he was really whipping us to like, this is what the real world is. You either come to that, you come to work in that tunnel, you bring all your motherfucking tools because you can't go back to get them. You got to come prepared, though. Come prepared. Yeah. So this teacher used to beat this in us, bro. Um, at that point, I fell off of school. It sounds like you got pushed out of school, bro. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I, because I don't, of myself, I though. Yeah, I I get it, bro. But the technique, I understand. You're trying to teach him something, bro. But to actually send the dude home, and who knows where he's gonna end up when he could have been in that classroom, dog, could be very detrimental to an individual's uh, path in life. But go ahead, dog. So trip out as you said that. Now me and my moms are at it. Probation's on me. I'm in the streets, hiding, running around. I meet my girl, who's my wife today. Um, I meet her, I'm ducking and dodging at her house. Nobody knows where to find me. Then one day I go to her house and her dad comes out mad, right? Her dad never like talked to me before. Like he would see me there and just give me looks and just go in the crib type shit. But one day he comes and he said, a white man came looking for you. Fuck you mean a white man came looking for me? Like it's never good. Like in a uniform? Like what is he wearing? Like it's break it down a little yeah. more. Sure it wasn't a mailman? <laughs> Yeah, he's like, nah, a white dude came looking for you. Where I was spooked, disappeared. Yeah. So then my mom starts, you know, looking for my girl, like, yo, you know, Eric's teacher is looking for him. He came to the house. And I was like, that's probably the white dude that was coming to, to your house. So I told my mom, like, you know, we weren't talking at that time. Me and my mom always had a rough relationship. Um, so I told my mom, was it the teacher? She's like, yeah. So I called him, and he's like, bro, you need to come back to school. Wow. Okay. This is college. Okay. I'll give him that. He pushed you out, but now he's looking for you. I'll give him that. You need to come back. Yeah, he's one of them, huh? And I was just like, man, fuck this school. I'm just, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like, And he's like, I'm just telling you, you need to. He was telling me, come back, but he wasn't telling me, like, come back, man. He was like, come back. All right, you don't want it? All right, fuck it. I'm just telling you, come back. Like, you know, like one of those still rough at it. You know, I'm just like, yeah. so it's stuck in my head. So I was like, you know what? After a few months or maybe I don't know how long, I went back. Yeah. Back to first semester again. Back to the semester where me and him was fighting every day. Yeah. I made it past first semester. I made it past second semester. Now we're at a point where we're doing these major paintings and we're arguing over colors because I'm putting my graffiti influence into business signs, colors that you don't use on a business. But I'm throwing in all these greens, these colors, and we would argue, right? But then he'll come and say, as a as the business, you got an F. But as what you did, he like, just know that's just badass. You just can't do this on this person's sign. Yeah. So he started seeing like you got it. Yeah. He started seeing your gift. Right. Yeah. I get arrested. I'm in jail. I'm in third semester. I finally made it. I just four semesters. I got one left, right? Go to jail. I get out. He's talking shit to me. I'll make it to fourth semester, bro. I make it to fourth semester. I get arrested again. I'm in court. And it's over. You're going to, you're going to prison this time. No more little county lids for you. You're going to prison. I always got away with county lids, right? You're going to prison. My attorney says, I got a letter. The judge says, from who? From his teacher in the college. What the hell? So the judge is like, all right, pass it over. He starts reading it. Eric is a piece of shit. He is this. He is that. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I'm done. It's over for me. This letter was a bunch of like, I'm, I'm and hearing that, I was a piece of shit, bro. I was already doing drugs. Was that literally on the letter, bro? Yeah. From your college teacher. From my college teacher. And at the very end, it said, but this kid is more than this. 
I believe in him. Wow. Give him a chance. He can do it. <sighs> Damn. Three quarters was this kid's a piece of shit. <laughs> and that last part was, but just, I'm telling you, just, just let him go. Wow. And the judge did. When I came back, yeah. I got into a car accident. So I got this on my head. Yeah, it's a nasty ass scar, bro. I was crushed in between two cars. Um, a park, I was in between a parked car and a moving car. Um, I almost died. At that point, I was already using drugs. I was on meth. Bad. And when I was going to jail before this and through the time when I was messing up is when I was doing meth. When I got out from doing my county lid, I didn't understand how to make money. I was frustrated. Shit was hard. I had just had my son. Um, I had my son. So I had caught a case in San Bernardino in Ontario Mills stealing a Mustang. I got caught and I got my county lids and shit, right? I got my county lid and the judge told me, I'm going to give you a time frame to turn yourself in. So he gives me calendar dates. I picked like fucking the farthest fucking one. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I already marked it. I figured you were going to choose that one. <laughs> right? No, no, one in, uh, no one in my time working here has ever picked a suit. I can turn myself in tomorrow. Yeah, right? So in that point, um, my wife got pregnant. And I went to court and the judge let me stay out until my baby was born even longer. And then he said, once that baby's born, you're in, bro. Like, that's it already with you. So I was like, all right, cool. My baby was born, right? So I go in. When I come out after this year, now I have to feed my family. My wife had got kicked out of my mom's crib. She was living with family. I, was, I had all that stress on me. My homie was selling meth. And he was just like, rolling me. I was kind of big already. He was like, rolling me. for like He'll be like my security guard. <laughs> like, if I go places, fools won't want to fuck with me. I was just like, all right, cool. But, you know, after a while, motherfucker dozing off in the car at 3 in the morning, going to sleep. You know, this motherfucker wide open. Come on, boo, let's go. And I'm just like, I'm trying to go home and go to sleep. This ain't, you know? And that was the first time I had, I remember I, I used meth. You got back, you, you first time you got back on it? No, on it, period. Oh, on it, period, okay. okay. Was helping him yeah. sell it. And it was got for you. me to stay up. Got you, got you, got you. Okay. And... That shit just downward spiral, bro. Like, bad. You feel me? Yeah. Um, I got a hold, and 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 I was stuck, bro. Um, I used every excuse. I made me more creative with my graffiti. Fucking, you know, I was yeah. producing mad art pieces, like, yeah. three at a time at night. You feel me? Like, I jacked off better. Yeah, <laughs> All that shit, bro. I jacked off better. Right. So, um. So I, I remember when this car accident, bro, I was on a super good one and I was getting ready. Scion was dropping their first car, period. And I had got chosen to do an installation with Scion for a major, at the brewery, like a major art thing. And I remember um, being on a good one, both painting, getting ready for the show. And I had my car, my Volkswagen, which I still have. Um, and I went outside to go check the oil to see like if it had oil. So I was gonna go take my paintings and that's when a car crushed me. A car came from behind when I was checking the oil, um, pushed me into the engine bay. Um, he tried to take off in reverse, pulled me out of it, then tried to take off forward, ended up on top of me. Uh, so the oil pan burned my hip. 
um, had burns on my hip, pulled out. He broke his axle, got stuck. My whole head was open. Um, my wife was at work. My kids were at school. And uh, my neighbor, she had seen what happened. She ran downstairs and she was holding me. And uh, the ambulance driver, they came, they got me. Um, I woke up like five days later in the hospital right here at the county, USC, with a dude next to me and his leg snapped back like the other way, right? So I'm waking up like, what the fuck? Like, and I look on this side, there's another dude moaning, and I'm like, and the nurse walks up, she goes, oh, you're up again. What do you mean I'm up again? Where am I? She's like, you don't remember nothing? I don't remember nothing. She's like, you got hit by a car, this and that. Like, I start crying. I just black out. I wake up again. I don't know how long. It's my aunt. She's feeding me. <laughs> you know, she's like, Papi, out at the walk, you know, like open your valve. And I'm just like, what are you doing here? Like, where am I? She tells me the story. It happened for like another week of me waking up, falling asleep, waking up, asking everybody the exact same question. The last last time was I opened my eyes and it was my ambulance driver. I didn't know who it was, though. But he's looking down at me. He's like, bro, you're good. And I'm like, who are you? I'm the one that saved you. And he was like, you don't remember me? So, bro, I don't remember nothing. And now, like, I honestly had kicked back into life. Like, I was, like, really understanding shit. And I told him, I don't remember you. Why? What happened? And he told me, you were in the ambulance with me. I was talking to you, and I had your wallet. And I was looking at your wallet with you, your wife, your kids. And I was asking you, what's your kid's name? And you kept telling me you didn't have no kids, that it was just you and your wife. You had no kids. And he was like, I was trying to keep you up um, by talking about your family. He was like, and you were just stuck, right? The only reason why I didn't die was because I was on meth. My heart and shit, my body was so fucking active and pumping that I should have died that day. And all the doctors told me, like, to be honest with you, like, all those drugs you were on, that shit's what kept you alive. It kept your heart pumping when it should have died already. And that's what kept you alive. That shit hit me hard, bro. I didn't change, but it hit me hard. You feel me? It actually, it hit me hard to where I got into, like, more depression thinking, like, damn, like, I should have been dead already. You feel me? I was so tired of life and the shit that I had done, like, Staying around was, like, painful. Looking at my scar every day, like, it's painful. You feel me? Like, it's a lot of remembrance of, like, me not even wanting to be around no more. So I started doing more drugs. And I thought I was down at first. We was down, down. We ended up in Skid Row. Um, My daughter. So my daughter, we couldn't. I didn't want my daughter on Skid Row. She was two years old, three years old. I didn't want my daughter on Skid Row with us. I had my son still. So I had to make the hard choice of giving up my daughter to my father-in-law in Mexico um, until we got on our feet. Take care of her. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I got the boy, but but my girl, I can't. I can't. My daughter, I can't do this. So I sent her to Mexico. So it stayed just me and my wife um, and my son, and we lived on Alameda and 7th. Um, there's a bus, a little bus port now. The very first hotel, we lived there. 
All it was was a room. Like a jail cell. That's it. It housed homeless people. That housed, um, no, it housed. Low in, very low income. We were getting that, that, that voucher from the county. Okay, yeah. So it, that people like, you know, if you can get the voucher for a hotel for the night or for the week or whatever, that's what it was. So why did you choose Skid Row? You could have gone somewhere else, right? I didn't want to go to family. I was on drugs. I was, I didn't want to go to family. It was convenient. It was embarrassing to go to family being in the way that I was and ask for help when I was the way that I was. So I tried to do it myself. And Skid Row um, made it financially possible for us to be somewhere. Independently. Independently, in a motel. From there, about two months in, there was a shelter down the street that housed only women with children. It was called the Ford Hotel. Uh, on 7th and Gladys. I told my wife, you go and I'll live in the streets. I'll figure it out. But it was a better, like, it was an upgrade, bro, because it was all just women with kids. Six floors, bro. 659 rooms <laughs> of women and kids. No men allowed. You know what I'm saying? They had a church bus that would come pick up the families, take them to church. They did a lot of stuff for them because it was the only woman and kids spot in, in, in Skid Row. Um, she didn't want to do it. So we started living in another hotel. In that process, the Ford Hotel turned into families. So now the father could come live there. That's when we said, all right, let's try to get in. And we got in. We ended up staying there about nine years. Wow living in this place on Skid Row. That's a long time, bro. So it's a long time. It made it possible for me to bring, we still we ended up bringing my daughter back because of the environment of it being a family place. We felt safer bringing her back with us. Even though we were still on Skid Row, at least we could be a family in a more familiar Oriented environment, yeah. you know what I mean? They did a lot of things for the kids. They had like little center. It was just a really good place um, for what it was. Yeah. So we brought my daughter back in. Yeah, we stayed there uh, 10 years, bro. And in that process, that whole time, we stayed in a room, but at least it had a sink where we could wash up. It had a community shower. Um, so, you know, in that 10 years, it started changing as ownership changed. A new owner got the building and didn't give a fuck about the families. He cared about the money. So now it was no longer a family-oriented place. Now it was just, you want to rent a spot? I can rent you a spot. Yeah. Now all the the dope dealers started coming in. Um, drug addicts, anyone that could afford to stay there for the money because the county paid them, they just did drugs fucking, you know what I'm saying? We would come home, man, to, to, to dead bodies in the halls. The smell of, of dead bodies of somebody that had been dead in their room for who knows how long. Um, murders. Um, man, bro, like whatever you could think of all happened in that building and my kids had to grow up watching all that. Didn't really have family and friends. 
Um, I was still, you know what I'm saying? My wife was working. I was still on drugs. Um, I was always back and forth downtown to Southgate. I was always in the city, you know what I'm saying? But just running around, just doing nothing, just doing drugs, getting bullshit jobs, um, getting fired. Um, my cousin tried to help me out with security. I mean, uh, sorry, with construction, doing waterproofing. Um, was messing up, you know what I'm saying? Giving him a bad look because I was just on drugs. You know what I'm saying? Like lunch break, going to hit the pookie. You know what I'm saying? Cause, cause I need a little energy boost or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and and just just kept it going, bro. How was how was it living in a? I mean, Skid Row. That is a community. That is a whole. That's an underground community by itself, bro. Right? Skid Row is hell. It's the bottoms. It's the epicenter of like. Skid Row is the epicenter, bro, like of just hell. I don't think there's any place like it. Everything is there, you feel me? And my kids had to grow up in that. Um, my wife, you know, had to grow up uh, or live in that. Me was different. Um, I had been through a lot of then, you know, jails and things. Like, I really didn't give a shit. But, like, now that I look back, like, my family, it was hard, bro. We would have to sit in, like, those food lines for food. Um, clothes was donated clothes, um, uh, groceries, you know what I'm saying? Like free groceries for people that would come and give groceries. Like it was really rough, man. Um, I always found a way to do family things. So like we was gone. Like I was a, like. Is there such thing as that was like functioning drug addict? Yeah, absolutely, bro. Where I still knew I had a family and I had to do things, but I was still had that selfish side of me. So like we would go to like eat dinners at Universal Studios and, and certain things, but it was like my wife's money because she was working. I just had the ideas, you feel me? Like, but like we would save money to be able to go do things or whatever. Um when I did have odd jobs or whatever, I was able to like achieve cars. Um, so we would be able to go places. That's when the skateboarding with my son came because we would go to like skate parks and stuff to get away, buy a, a little Caesars pizza for five bucks and hit the park. That was like, yeah, we made it, you know? Um, it's a good day. It's a good day. Yeah. For that five dollar pizza. Yeah. Um, you know, I, w I was stealing money like from my wife, you know, feel me? Like I was just, it was terrible, bro. And being in Skid Row didn't help. Um, Christmas time, having to go to like shelters to get a, a, a toy for my kids. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like Thanksgiving, like when, when we didn't do it, my mom was like cutting up a, a big turkey and cooking it on a George Foreman grill. Um, but we always figured out. And I always told my wife, like, whenever, whenever we get out this shit and we get our first place, like I'm gonna buy a Christmas tree because we never had a Christmas tree. My kids never had a Christmas tree. So in the nine years of us living in this shelter, towards the end, we start getting letters. They're closing the shelter. Damn, what are we gonna do? I was still on drugs. I, I, I felt a safe haven in these nine years of knowing we could live here and we're good and I could still live this life. Yeah. Oh shit, it's being took from underneath my feet. Now what? And they told us, well, we're gonna give you relocation money. 
because we're closing the building down. We have to do this. So, okay. So what are we talking here? It's like $18,000. Plus we get you your first apartment. We pay first, last. It has to be this specific way because the way the county runs, you know, uh, 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 kids have to have their own space, this, this, and that, boom, boom, boom. And this is what's going to happen, and you guys have to leave here. Gone. This is like years in. They told us you got to keep paying rent and just stay with it. All right, so we kept doing that. As we get closer, 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 papers are signed. Now it's like, go find your apartment. All right. We found one back in Southgate. They paid for everything. Once we got in, they gave us a check for like $16,000. I'm on fucking meth. Yeah. And you just gave me $16,000? Won the motherfucking lottery, baby. Game over. Yeah. Whew. It's time to turn the fuck up. Turn the fuck up, bro. Yeah. And my wife said, you better not turn the fuck up. Mind you, my wife has never done drugs in her life. To this day, I've been with her 23, 23 years. It's a ride or die right there, boy. She's never, she'll drink now with me because I'll be complaining and shit. Like, man, you don't even drink a beer with me. So, like, we go to, like, eat some wings. She might order, like, michelada or some shit. Like, yeah. but she doesn't drink. So, for her to be with me through this whole time, and I was being abusive too, bro, during this shit, you feel me? My kids not only had to live this life, bro, but I had so much anger. My wife had, when I was locked up, Sorry, my wife had cheated on me. So when I came home, it was over. The anger of jail, just my life, just everything was, and then now you? How did you know she cheated on you, if you don't mind me asking? Um, we had an issue where it had to come out. Yeah. It had to come out, and it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Um, so she had to be honest about it, and um, she was, and that shit flipped me out, bro. And that was in the time of when I had first started using meth. Yeah. And I became abusive. So my my kids witnessed that shit. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, man, it was it, it, it was it was a downward spiral completely. So my wife stuck with me through this whole shit. You know, she didn't have to, especially with the drugs. Like not being a not being a person that does drugs or has a drug that I could throw back at her. Like, well, you do this. Like, no, like, literally, you're doing nothing. And you're dealing with this person that is drinking, doing drugs for the, for the thing of you still. She's really Mexican, bro, like, for the family type shit. You feel me? Like, her dad told me, like, I raised my daughters this way. And this is the way they will be when they go with you. And she kept it, bro. Like, to this day, my wife still does shit. Like, has my clothes ready in the morning for work type shit on the edge of the bed. Like... Damn. Coffee ready, like you feel me? Like she got any sisters for? Yeah, like twenty of them. <laughs> <laughs> like real Mexican, yeah, like you know. I'm just saying, um, I love my girl, dog. So um, you know, we we get to this point in life, man, where this is a major change for us. Everything has to stop because we get this new chance. We get this apartment. We get to be quote unquote normal people now. When people would tell us where you live, oh, we live in Southgate. No, nah, we didn't live in Southgate. We're from Southgate. My mom lived in Southgate. Her family was in Southgate. Our kids went to school in Southgate, but we lived in Skid Row. And we didn't want to tell nobody we lived on Skid Row. Only family and close people knew that we lived on Skid Row. Yeah. 
we had a car, so we was always, you don't think that shit if I'm pulling up with my kids to your house for six hours. <laughs> yeah. It's a long day. Hey, if you guys was chilling with me for six hours, it's because we didn't want to go back home to Skid Row, bro. Yeah. You feel me? Hanging out with people was our out from having to be over here in Skid Row. So we get this money, we get our apartment. The first thing I bought was a fucking Christmas tree. Because I told you guys we would have a Christmas tree. And seeing my kids, smiles told me I have to keep going. This is your chance. But you know what, bro? That money started disappearing because I was on that dope. And I started getting really scared really fast. This was like, when did I usually start selling Christmas trees? Like a month before or something? So... Let's say in this in this short time frame, right? My mom, my mom's always been on my ass, bro. I used to hide out in the back of my mom's house working on my Volkswagen on a good one. You feel me? Three, four in the morning, I'd be back there in fucking her apartment complex. Like it's only obvious, right? My mom was always trying to get me off of this shit, bro. Christmas Eve, we're all chilling. At the house, my mom had bought us some little couches. I bought us a TV, like a PlayStation for the, you know, my son. Like, you know, start getting a place together and all that. And um, my mom says, tomorrow, she says, you love all of us? Yeah, yeah, of course. Tomorrow you're going to rehab. All right, cool. Whatever. Be ready. Fucking be ready. Like, whatever. I was on a good one. I wasn't even tripping. Right? Next morning, my mom's at my door fucking early as shit, bro. With a little purse. <laughs> you ready? For what? She said, you're going to rehab. She said, get you clothes for like two months. <laughs> what the fuck you mean get clothes for two months? Where are you taking me to? Like, look at rehab. Can we just go somewhere and I just do a rehab? Like, <laughs> Is that like, a baptism? Yeah, like, clothes for two months? I'm not, nah. So I, I'm mad because obviously I'm on a good one, but I'm on that come down. You feel me from the night before? Those hurt too. You feel me? So I'm all start angry. reflecting. Yeah, you feel me? I'm like, damn, is it really this bad? And she's like, so we're fighting in the living room, right? And she's like, I'm paying seven thousand dollars for you to go to this rehab and this and that. It's in Palm Springs, and this is what, how you have to do it. You have to change. And I'm just like, after that word, seven thousand dollars. After she said that, that's all that stuck in my head. My mom is about to pay $7,000 to fucking clean me. Money she doesn't have. Money she doesn't have. You're a piece of shit, bro. You are a real piece of shit. We get in the car, bro, because that's when I was like, damn, I done fucked up. Let me go. We're driving this silent the whole time. She turns over and she tells me, we're like two exits away. You ready? Nah, pull over. She's like, I'm not pulling over. If I pull over, I'm gonna open the car door and I'm gonna jump my fucking ass out, period. She gets off the exit before the rehab. It's a Target parking lot. She's crying, bro. I'm heartless. I don't give a shit. I'm not going. 
I'll change. You've been saying that, this and that, and blah. I'll change. You're not, I'll change. You're addicted, I'll change. Big ass fight, bro. She says, fuck it. This is what you want? I'm done with you. I'm walking away with, from you. I'm done. And I told her, I'm not going to let you pay $7,000 for something that's my fault. This is, there's, I'm not going to live with that. I, I can't. I'm going to change. We go home, bro. She's crying the whole way from Palm Springs all the way back. She literally opens it. We get to my house. I open the door. She says nothing to me. I close the door. She skirts off, literally. I walk in the house. My wife, they're living the, the life. And when I walk in, I see them. They look at me like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing here? I said, I'm done. I'll change. My wife was mad. You're not going to do it, this and that. I'll change. Since that day, today's... Um, Say 11 years, I never used the drug. I never used meth again. Shut the fuck up! Sorry about that. <laughs> Congratulations, brother. Congratulations, dog. That's a fucking amazing fucking story, and I felt every word coming out your mouth, Monty. Me too. Yeah, dog. I, um, I went through the hardest, and I'm going to be honest and completely and keep it honest, to this day. I still fight the urges. Yeah. People think that shit is like you quit. Always You're strong. A, no. You always be a drug addict. To, exactly. Always be a drug addict, don't you? Sometimes I'll be like somewhere and I'll catch a whiff of something, bro. And I'll be like, someone's doing dope. How do you know? Because I smell it. Yeah. Oh, I hate I, it. I walk into a fucking, walk into a McDonald's bathroom. Yeah. I said, oh, shit, I got to take a shit. Exactly. <laughs> got bubble guts all of a sudden, bro. Like, you feel me? Like. It's, wow, dog. That was the hardest. And you know what? If it wasn't for my wife that I destroyed, abused, terrorized, like made her life hard, I still wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for her. <sighs> Bro, you got a solid one. God damn it. Shout out to the wifey. So, what did you do to change, bro? I got stronger. Um,. My, my mom tells me I can't, I got a couple people in my life that are, are on that road and I'm like, bruh, I did it without no, no, nothing. And my mom's like, you, you can't, you can't tell people that because not everybody has that, that, that mind power that or that will, strength. That willpower. Yeah. Within them. Bro, so. I would like, like try to sleep at night and my legs will be like, bro, withdrawal is a terrible fucking thing, bro. Especially when I was on meth for like 10 years. It's embedded in to your system. To go cold turkey? Yeah. That was, and still was. And I knew I was good when one day my boy came over and he's like, I got into some shit. I need you to hold this. And I was like, cool. And he was like, oh, never mind, never mind, never mind. And I told him, nah, 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 nah. I got you, bro. Don't trip. 
He's like, fool, don't fuck up. And I'm like, I'm not, fool, I'm good. Like, I the got you. Test. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> he's like, dumb. he's like, I'm sorry, I should have never, he's like, I should have never came. You're bro. sorry, but you're not sorry. <laughs> you're possibly fucking my kid's life up. You need not to come here no more, my G. I love you, dog, but no. Right? So Go I was ahead, like, I'm sorry. I was like, I got you, fool, don't trip. Bro, he left this shit at my house for like three weeks. And every day was like, I know where it's at. That motherfucking sack was going, jazz. Man, <laughs> oh man, bro. My wife was furious with me, right? But it's like it's the devil. My, you let the devil in the house. Definitely. And he came and got it, bro. And I said, here you go. And he was like, do I have to wait? I said, come on, bro. Do it if you have to, but I'm good. And that's when I knew I had already got over that, that, that hill. And yeah. everything after that was maintained. Just keep that mentality, bro. Whenever, and to be honest with you, like, I don't know if people look at it or want to say, like, yeah, I smoke weed. But that had helped me. Like, I had to get high somehow. Yeah. Yeah, you had to take the edge off, bro. I had to. Yeah. So I was smoking weed. Weed is a beautiful thing, baby. It is. I wish the union would let us smoke it, though. They don't mind if you fucking drink and fucking pickle your motherfucking liver, bro. But they're like, oh, you can't smoke weed. Because it's good. Don't it's make no sense. My buddy got kicked out of the union. For weed. Yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate, dog. Go ahead, though, It's brother. crazy, bro. So it's like, you know, so f like from that point on, bro, this is when my life changed. Because now I wasn't doing drugs. I started getting back into art and the creative side of me, but without the drugs. To where I thought the drugs was like. Enhancing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like, whoa, look at this. And motherfuckers are like, whoa, this was on. <laughs> It's on a sick one. Where's this? Uh, uh, where's Waldo picture? That motherfucking. Remember, uh, remember, <laughs> we have one of those behind this fucking. Remember Playboy Eddie? We have it behind the. But I swear to God, boy, Playboy Eddie is a fucking genius, dog. Because we, we got a we got a picture behind here that Playboy Eddie gifted me, dog. He wanted to charge somebody thirty thousand dollars for it, dog. But it's. Can we pull that bitch out, dog? Because Playboy Eddie. This tells a complete story, dog. This, bro, how far back there is it, bro? Okay. Oh, my God. This is classic right here. Yeah, you guys, if you guys didn't catch the Playboy Eddie, man, this is, this is fucking stupid. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Put that over there, girl. Put that over there, my boy. That, that's one of those. So this is artwork of Playboy Eddie on one, but... Little do you know, this is an entire timeline of his entire life. See. There is a message through that entire fucking piece right there. Were you doing shit like that, dog? Or is that on another level? No, I was doing shit like that. This, bro, this is a classic painting right here. Playboy Eddie, also signs, dog. The dude is a legend in my area, dog. Northeast Los Angeles, dog. Um, and one day we will hang this on the wall. Yeah, exactly. that's exactly what was what was happening. You feel me? And um, I was just telling I was telling my story, man, through through my art, through through shit like that, and then um, that shit just kept me going, bro. It was the hardest thing. Um, it was the hardest thing to get away from cold turkey but i had to find a way to to change when i'm feeling a certain way where did i channel it 
And I think to this day, I channel it into hustle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't get high. I got shit to do. I got I got to keep building for my family. In the last, after Skid Row, I would say we've moved over six times. Yeah. In the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, my kids went to two, three different schools, but it was always because after that first apartment from there, I said, okay, I'm off the drugs now. I got to do some shit with my life. That's when I got a job at the hospital at Whittier Presbyterian, um, as a, um, a housekeeper. Now I'm making normal Normal people money. I got a job at a great job. I got benefits. I get my first real car. We got a um a Lincoln LS. Yeah. Now we man, we balling. <laughs> yeah. I'm off drugs. We still got some of this this sixteen thousand dollars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got the computer, like we got the PlayStation, the surround sound. Now we finally got our car. We got a good job. I get my wife in there in the hospital. Now she's working. We're both working in the hospital. Now we both got good jobs. Now the kids got the nice shoes and the, like. I have to ask. I have to ask. Did you get rims? Nah, I left, <laughs> I left it like Jay-Z, big boy shit. <laughs> um, nah, I didn't. I wanted them, but you know what I'm saying? I made sure it had the chrome package. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Somebody slapped this dude. <laughs> what the fuck, dog? <laughs> what, 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 that was a very stereotypical question. Like, that. that's... <laughs> Everybody, it's when you get a new whip, you know what I mean? If you have some extra fucking disposable income, you buy rims. Everybody knows that. Even if it's you a You bought rims for your truck, asshole. Uh, no, but it's, it's he's, he's actually right, dog. Motherfuckers <laughs> will put rims on a bucket. I did it all the time. <laughs> they got rims in the system. You'll be seeing that motherfucking bucket going down the street. You'll be like, damn, that motherfucker bumping, got rims. That's funny. Paint job fucked up, dog. You know right? what I mean? Yeah, no, you're right, dog. Uh, so we um, we were doing good. But I took so much from my family. I put them through so much. I said, I got to give them more. I owe you guys. So I bumped us up and we ended up moving from there. Um, we moved to uh, to Whittier, Uptown Whittier. That's nicer. Yeah, we now we in the, you know now we good now we up here with you motherfuckers. You Whittier, I mean? where the girls are prettier. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so life is good. We're doing good. Let's keep going. Found another better place. We I'm, I'm now I go from from a housekeeper. I move up to painter. Now I'm in the maintenance department. Getting more money. Now we're starting to be able to do things. Um, so we moved to Whittier, um, found another better place, moved over here to where we are now. You know what I'm saying? And um, I'm still on that mission, but the, the, the hard work that I, that I do now for what I'm doing, somebody um, that's close to me told me the other day, like, you're trying to compensate for all the fuck-ups you did. My wife always tells me, are you never happy? Like, we're good already. Like, no, nah, I'm not. And it's just something inside of me that I know, like, I know how many times I stole out your purse. You feel me? Like, 
there's things that I was doing that you guys don't know that I was doing. Come clean with you. You feel me? I never will. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that I was gonna say right now too. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, no, you know that that I still have, and so it's like, yeah, I'm not happy, bro. I, I'm happy, but I'm I'm, I'm still not like. You're striving for better, baby. That's it. As you should, though. That's it. It's what we me? all do, baby. That's it. I mean, there's levels, and we're always trying to get to the next level. Just like when Super Mario Brothers came on Nintendo, dog. You know, I mean, you were on that bitch all day long trying to get to the next level, dog. Right. You know I mean, that's what life is about, dog. It's a competitive sport, dog. You know what I mean? Right. And and you see something with something somebody with something better than yours, and you 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 strive to achieve that as well. Okay, that's a new goal right there. I mean, that's that's what a man should do, dog. That's what we all should do, dog. We all should do that, bro. And, and, and I see you doing that, bro. And I see you on my... It's, I see you doing that, dog. And I say, you know what? This is the time we have Jazzo on to hear this fucking amazing story, dog. And my boy, dog. I mean, what does your mom say now, bro? She's proud of me. She's on my shit right now. She's she's proud of me, bro. Um, Me and my mom had a real, real rough one. You feel me? Um, Me going through it, just wanting to grow up already. Had a lot of anger. Um, so we never really had to got to have that really good father. I mean, a mother son like relationship, like I see other people have with their moms. You feel me? Yeah. Um, and I think it's just because there's a lot of damage. Just like I, I did a lot of damage. You know, me myself, like my daughter, my son, like I don't really talk to them. Or I should say they really don't talk to me. And now that I'm older, I understand it's the damage that I did. It's what you guys saw me do to your mom, to myself, to the family over over these years. You feel me? And it's like I feel when I when I'm grinding, like the store. I did it for my family. So if something I can, you know, I wanted my son to have a place. You don't want to go to school. You don't want to work. Like come work at the family store. Then this is you know what I'm saying. This is why we even started this whole thing was because of you. Come do this. At the end of the day, I just feel like it's just me. Um, but if something were to happen, whether you want it or not, here you go. Yeah. I did this for you. Do it, do whatever. You can sell it the next day if you want. I don't, but I did this for you, for the future. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm gonna keep building it, like you said. Keep building it because it's not, it's not, we're not even close to where where we need to be yet. Um, but I feel like I just keep doing that and like Trying to trying to fix or trying to trying to um, trying to fix what I did in the past is is what pushes me. Like I'm scared to go back to Skid Row. You feel me? Like I, I'm scared of like all that all that stuff again. So I work hard to try to not get back to that to that spot. And I know it takes it takes hard work. Um, like I said, I know what I took away from my family. So a lot of that is like working hard to try to give them back from what I feel I took from them um, and even myself. But I'm like the farthest in the background. Like it's not, it's not even for me. Um, none of it is, it's, it's all for my family, bro. And I, and I had to, and I had to figure that out. And that's, that's a part of my strength of like, when I said I still be like feeling like I want to go get higher. Or like I have that urge. It's like, you can't bro. Cause all it's going to take, let's say in my head is like, all I was gonna take is that one time, and it's like I was saying the, when I just did the music video. I stopped smoking weed, and I was good living. And then I go to a music video, and and then I fuck up, and now like I'm smoking again. You feel me? Like I'm scared that if I do that, that's gonna happen, and I'm gonna lose 
all the hard work. And, and I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? It, it took me a long time to get to this position of the story. And it's like, the other day I was thinking, what, what led up to me wanting to do this? Because we were at a point of buying a house and shit just got crazy, bro. Like people are buying like houses like fifty to a hundred thousand dollar overbidding on a house right now. Yeah, the market's fucked up. Bro. And I, we were like having houses like ready to go, bro. We were already like you know in the in the in the process, and then it's like this dude just came in and overbid sixty thousand. Like what the hell? Like I thought it was ours already. Same. Like you feel me? So it's like I right, I'm gonna just go and I'm gonna I'm gonna do this business. I'm going to do it again because this is the third try. I had to close the second one um, that we had because of the COVID. We weren't able to. Uh, I was able to continue, but I wasn't able to open. So I just got tired of paying rent to something I couldn't open up yeah. or, or really operate. I was having problems with distributors and things. Um, so I closed it. This one decided to open it back up, um, but also decided to step away from getting something from the family, which was the house, to try to get this business going because we could still get the house. You know what I'm saying? But let's try to get this business, um, we try to get this business back going again. And it's a stressful thing. And I was thinking the other day, why? Why a store? Why shoes? Why am I trying to sell? Like, why am I doing this? And I was driving home. And literally, like when they say things hit you, it hit me. We were still in clothes and going to the high school and selling clothes and shoes to people every single day. We was hustling clothes and shoes. I went to LA Trade Tech for sign graphics and visual communication. And that story, to, I didn't really get to finish that one real quick. After that accident, and all that was my fourth semester. I was about to graduate. Done. Over. I couldn't walk. Couldn't do nothing. Yeah. My memory was bad. I wouldn't have been able to have this conversation with you. And if we did, I would have looked like I was on drugs, just a zombie, because of the fact that I wasn't able, because I got hit in the head, I wasn't able to get words out. I had to, like, low-key not read again. But I had to read to start remembering words. Like I could read. It's just like, uh, what's the word I was like? Oh, and. Like I'd forget the word and. Like how you forget the word and? Like my memory was that bad. So in my head, I'm like, school's done. Everything's done. I got to the point one day, my mom was giving me pills, uh, trying to give me pills. Like for the accident. And I was like, take a pill and knock out for a whole day. And then wake up, like, I don't want to take that pill no more. I want to start fighting this, the pain, everything, just with this. Um, I ended up graduating. I went back to school on crutches. Could barely walk. Finished out my fourth semester. Got my, my AA, Assigned Graphics and Visual Communications. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Um... And I think like now with the store, my clothing brand, like all this shit that I went through was preparations for what I'm doing now without me even knowing. Graphic design, now I design my own t-shirts. I design my own clothing brand. Where did I get that from? 
I got it because I went to LHA Tech. And I never put those two together. Like, oh, I do it because of this. But it was, I wouldn't have been able to understand, you know, line spacing and and, and all of these contouring outlines, shadows, you know what I'm saying? Like, all the, I would have never gotten it, even though I was doing graffiti. I was doing it, but learning the the business correct way and, and the concepts and, and layout design and all that, like, now I see it all. Everything that I went through in life literally was a setup for what I'm doing today. And that makes what I'm doing today easier in my head. And even greater, bro. Thank you. Even greater, bro. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. It's, you know what's crazy about the way, I mean, if you believe, I'm not sure if you're a religious man or not, if you believe in God or not. Um, but can you imagine, bro, if we saw our roadmap before we traveled down it? I don't think it would work. You know, is everything written beforehand? Is it, you know, is everything destiny? You know, is everything meant to be? This was, you know, this was must have been meant to be. I mean, like the way I see our 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 time today, this is was our time to sit down and have this conversation to hear your story. You know, it wasn't months back when we originally talked. It wasn't the time, bro. Right. This is the perfect time because of the space. You know, everything feels right, right? right? Yeah, this was our time, bro. You know? Um, I, I believe in that. I had a talk with one of my friends the other day and I kind of laughed. I said, it was kind of on that subject because I told him, if we knew, would it still be the same outcome? Because Marty McFly always fucked up when he went back. He always was about to kill his parents. You feel me? Like, when you start fucking with... Yeah. His picture started fading every yeah. time you looked at the picture. So, let's, let's, let me say this. So, people that get their palms read... This is my belief with people that get their palms read. You're not supposed to know into the future. So, people get their palms read. And if you know what's possibly in the future and it's bad there's a bigger percentage that it's most likely going to happen. It's a little shallow. It's a little shallow right now what I'm, what I'm trying to say, bro. But I've seen it already, bro. You know? There was a lady that got her palm read, and it was basically on the lines of um, something's going to happen badly between your daughter and your new boyfriend. You know? Long story short, ended up happening. She would go to work. He would be home with the daughter. And um, she had got this red before it happened, bro. And the boyfriend was molesting the daughter. Now, what if she didn't get the, the, the palm red? You know what I mean? Like, maybe we could have detoured away from that. I mean, I feel like with... Like speaking into existence? Yeah, like you're almost speaking into existence. Exactly. Thank you, brother. You know what I mean? Um... And that's my take on it on regards to stuff like that. Like, I don't want to know, you know, I don't want to know. Let me try to, let me take this a day at a time in the dark, but in my mind, you know, now and present moving in a positive direction. I don't know. I think that side of uh, spirituality or what do they call that shit? Palm, um, Palm reading was it? I mean, what's the word for it? But I think it's, it's, it's 
sketchy, like you're bro. playing with something. You're, you're playing with fire, bro. So, you're so playing with the devil, dog. It's oh. crazy. Okay, see, it's crazy you said that. And she's about to be mad. My wife does all that. My wife puts her. She's about, she about to be mad. But we had these conversations. So my wife gives me like the bees and the, you know what I'm saying? What are you wearing, bro? What are you wearing? What do you got on right now? <laughs> I got a piece of jade on right here. Yeah, it's a big piece of jade. Yeah, it's a phoenix with a dragon. Okay, you know what, what, is, what is the representation of that? Energy and protection. Okay. Um, energy and protection. Um, I like gold, but, you know, Mayans, Aztecs, it was it was jade, you know. Um, so I've been looking for, like, some jade pieces. I want to, I, I want to, I want to um, attach myself more to, like, cultural, um, as far as jewelry stuff like that so I've been I've been trying to get a lot of more jade stuff um but my wife you know she gives me like you know the the beads I don't know I she gives me I call it brujeria you know what I'm saying does she not refer to to that nah but look bro I got a voodoo a fine doll. line I got a voodoo doll. I got a voodoo doll on my leg right so when we first got together my wife got my name and she's like when you gonna get mine and I was like all right cool so I came with a voodoo doll <laughs> <laughs> and she said, "What the fuck is that?" So I'm gonna put your heart in the like in the little heart that's on it. I'm gonna put your name in the heart. And I was, she was like, "What kind of shit?" And I said, "Because like you did brujeria on me." And she's like, "How did I do brujeria?" And I said, "Watch. When I met you, your mom told me you ever ate my daughter's spaghetti." And I said, "What? Like yeah, all the time. Like that's all she fucking makes." And she started laughing like hysterically, and I was just like, "Some right." So I'm like, "Why is your mom laughing?" And she's like, "I don't know why." What's she saying? I told her, and she's like, "It don't make sense, right?" So one day I told her, like, "Like suera, like how come you asked me about the spaghetti?" And she goes, "Agua de calzones," and I was like, "What?" And she goes, "Yeah." She, <laughs> she goes, "You put the period blood in the spaghetti and mix it. When the man eats it, they fall in love with you forever." And I told her, like, yo, the, yo mom told you that shit. Like, <laughs> are the kids eating it too? <laughs> They're like, this spaghetti is. <laughs> what? It's not ragu. It's not ragu. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, it's a, it's. So there, there's, there's certain things where the, the, the universe will, will speak to you. You know, there's a, as this one book that I don't remember the title of it. It's the language of the universe, right? It's learning to read the signs that the universe puts in front of you. So it's hard to determine if if you were supposed to know it or if you weren't supposed to know it, right? And like with Lucky's example, maybe, I mean, if you, you could think of it literal, right? Literally, she went to go get a sign, they gave her the sign, and she didn't enact on the sign. Right. So in that sense, she may, be, she have, may have been the fool because she got the sign that she asked for. My wife does the, 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 you know, like getting her, her things like red and all that. And I, t I tell her that like that to me, it's like, all right. So do I believe in God and all that? I grew up in a, in a, in a Christian school. Um, the West one I got expelled from, <laughs> um, but I did go to a private school. I went to a Christian school in Pasadena for a year and got kicked out. Go ahead. Though. So, yeah. you know, I went my whole life. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Dog. You're a good boy. Dog. I you mean, know, a good young man. And I and I, I, well, I met his parents, bro, and they're fucking amazing. Bro. That's what's up. Yeah, and it's just like, damn, I can't talk about Casey's mom no more. You know what I mean? Like, you know, was, we we just we used to clown right here, bro. But ever since his mom was so beautiful, and she was so like, I was like, damn, shit talking just ended right now. 
Um, she raised a good boy, though. But, you know, I, I also, it's, I, I believe that, I believe it's like any religion, it depends on your beliefs. And if you believe strong enough, whatever the issue is, it's, it's going to be strong enough to make the shit happen. Manifestation? Man. So I grew up, my aunt, we all have family, you know what I'm saying? Um, they were, uh, I believe they were Colombian. Um, used to be like friends of the family. Her name was uh, Sulema. That's what she, she, she was in the bujeria, like yeah. deep, bro. Like I remember going to the house and everybody was wearing all white, like yeah. just on some, uh, you know, they were, they were like black, you know, like yeah. dark. And so they was always wearing all white and I would trip out. One time we went to their house, like they always had fresh ass cribs, bro, right? Yeah. I, they told me to put my jacket away, open the closet, and on the floor was a big plate with a skull, with stacks of money, food, boom, 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 boom. And I'm just like, I'm a little kid, right? So I don't understand it, now I know, right? So like, I grew up around, I grew up around that too. You know what I'm saying? So, but I just think it's a, like if you believe in it, it's really there, like, like I believe I don't I don't say brujeria and all that shit is fake. I believe it. I respect no. it. I yeah. just don't I, I just don't play with it. You know what? Check it out, my boy. This I, I feel like this is the way these those energies work, dog. If you're scared of it, it's gonna get your ass. Yeah. But if you see it, you stand above it, yep. but you respect it. Uh-huh. You can keep it pushing exactly. on your playing field. I and see, then there's I a third. It. The third is if you play with it, it comes back tenfold. And and getting your palms red, it, yeah. I mean, but can that, come but, back tenfold, bro. I mean, you're not supposed to be playing with the future. Exactly. That's that's up to God, baby. And whoever you, I mean. Well, let me say that this is crazy. This, let me say that Sulema actually passed away with so many things uh, medically combined that it wasn't normal. One more time. Say that again. She passed away of so many medical things combined. Medical things. Like no. cancer. Conditions. But yeah, medical like conditions. Okay. like a normal person doesn't die from like cancer, fucking uh, uh, this or that. Like it was just, it didn't make sense. And the explanation that was given to me was that. She reaped what she sowed. They got to take it out of you and put it somewhere. Oh. So if you come with like. Whatever your issue is, she's she doing she like clean you, cleanse you. Yeah, what's she doing? The limpias and everything. All, yeah. Everything, yeah, bro. Okay. From the limpias to the like you oh, what you need? Okay, put this chicken purse. Oh, they're stealing from your wallet? Like my mom used to have this little my mom used to, <laughs> my mom used to have this little bag with a little chicken foot in it. Mm-hmm. In her purse. And that was cause people was stealing from her purse at work and other shit. And what happens is when they did it, that would give them bad luck, bro. Because remember, energy can't be created or destroyed, so it has to be moved. Ooh, so, I like that. So, so let, I like that. Say that one more time, dog. No, energy can't be created or destroyed, but you could move it. You and move that's energy. basically... You know, and it, then you put it on somebody else. You that's put it like, on somebody that's, else. Exactly. That's, I, had, I had this female. Speaking of removing it, I had this female that I was fucking with. I was on a sick one, homie. You know what I mean? And, and I had a spot in my hood, and she came to the spot... And when she came to the spot, she came with a very dark spirit, bro. And everything was static, bro. I felt she was a beautiful uh, Central American girl, bro. Fucking bomb, bro. 
but she, she and, but she, I know her family all fuck with that, bro. Uh-huh. And she, she told that to me, bro. But th- I remember this time that she copped to the crib, and it, you know we were kind of like you know friends with benefits, so to speak. Okay. We had a good time. You know I mean, once in a while we link up and we'd have a good time, and maybe I'd see her a month later. She comes, bro, and she came with a very dark spirit, bro, and everything was staticky. And and I, I said, hey, what's up? I said, what did you? I said, who came with you? And she said, what do you mean, Lucky? You're tripping, Lucky. You're tripping. I said, nah. Who did you bring with you? You know? Mm-hmm. And she goes, nah, fool. You tripping? Ba ba ba. Whoop whoop whoop. I said, nah, girl. You brought something with you in my fucking house. Real motherfucking story, dog. And I opened up my fucking door. And I said, get the fuck out of my motherfucking house. I opened the door and I spoke to it. I said, get the fuck out of my fucking house, dog. And and then I slammed the door, dog. And that was it. I got that spirit that she brought with her out of my house, bro. So back to what you said. You remove it. Yeah. I removed that. I spoke it, bro. And the power of myself, whatever it is, I don't know what it is, bro. Because I don't practice nothing but... You know, I removed it from my fucking spot, bro. Yep. And it left, bro. I slammed the door. Bah! Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, and don't ever come back again. Like, you know what I mean? I slammed the door like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Locked all the doors. <laughs> yeah, that's. I swear to God, I'm my so kid. So, what said, that's, I'm always stay with that because that's, that's something to understand. Like, you can't get rid of it, but you got to remove it. That's why removing people. Yeah. And shit as a life is like is real. And it's crazy because I've gotten to a point in life where I, I'm sorry, I don't care who you are. Family, blood, if I feel you just I just it just is what it is. You feel me? I gotta yeah. I gotta get away. But there are people born with um basically an intuition into the spirit world and that's a fact. So I used to drive Lyft. Was, yeah. I used to drive Uber, homie. What's up? Yeah, we good, we good, we good. Hash it out at the end of the show, yeah. dog. So one day I pick up this girl, and I picked her up um, by the farmer's market, like on the, over there. By the, by the brand and shit. Yeah, over right there. there. Brand, Beverly. And I'm like, so where are you going? It's late at night, bro. She wanted to go all the way to fucking Ontario. And I was like, jeez. Like, yeah, but it was money. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to take this ride. So we're driving. It's a long ass ride, right? So she tells me like, "Oh, you do this, boom." Yeah. She goes, "How about if I just pay you and we just don't do it through through the service?" She said, "Cause I do this trip a lot." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll do that shit, like for sure, right? I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Fuck, fuck lift, right?" Yeah, I would always take those too. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "Fuck, right?" So we got a number, whatever. So as I'm driving, bro, she's talking on the phone and she's telling this person like this, like palm reader shit, right? Yeah. One of her clients. Right? And so I'm just like, I'm listening and I'm like, it's crazy. So she hangs up and I told her, you do all that? Like, it's for real? And she looked at me and this is when I started actually looking at it different too. She said, a lot of the times I just tell people what they want to hear. Ooh. But I do, I do get intuitions about people. She said, most of my clients just want to hear... That they'll ask me a question and I'll give them the answer to what they keep always wanting to hear. But I do have people that I, she goes, I do see and know things. She says, but I, I really do that for the people that are really like, they really want it. Most of it's you entertainment, guys, but they really yeah. do have that intuition. Yeah. I'm going to take a leak real quick, but I'm, I'm going to, we're going to come back and take phone calls. You guys can keep on talking, bro. Yeah. So, so it's, it's crazy. Like it, it is true. It's, like, 
No, it's definitely. It's. It, I mean, I have some of it in my family, like my my grandma, my my cousin Kiana, and my aunt. They they all have it. But like, I used to date. I one of my ex girlfriends used to be into the. Mm. Into that, and she basically she taught me a lot about it and stuff. And one time we had this crazy fucking experience, was just because she was staying with me at my at my place, and um, she was saying this woman because she was saying this woman was like uh, is coming to me in my dreams, right? But she but she was in tune with that shit, so um, so we're like, all right, I'm doing homework in my on my desk, and she's and then she like she has to meditate, and I gave her the crystal because I called my aunt, right? My aunt who knows like and she's like. You have to you, you have to meet her. They they're trying to reach you for some reason, hmm. right? Because you have that key here open, so they could come, you know, and talk to you. It, it, you're just you just you're born with it. You're not born with it, right? So she goes meditation, dude, and I'm doing my math fucking homework, bro, on my desk. And then all of a sudden you just hear, and like her like the crystal fucking like goes flying, and then she wakes up, and I'm like, yo, what the fuck happened? And like. She was like, "Yeah, I was above you, and I met this girl at this at this that woman in my dreams at this at this train station." And she was telling me that she was trying to find her kids, and then my girlfriend told her, "Like, I can't help you find your kids. You need to leave." That's good. You want me to tell you? Yeah, I was in the room right there, and then she was like, "Yeah, like I saw you doing your homework, all that shit." Like, no, well, yeah, yeah, she just that, that's like you're born with it or you're not. That's it. You yeah, just have yeah. to either understand it or deny it. Or deny it. So trip out on this shit, bro. I think that shit still gives me the chills to this day, dog. Give me chills again right now telling that story. I I don't think I this is weird. I write songs. This is a trip, like you can hear this. I write songs because of how I'm feeling. And at some point in time of life, the shit happens, bro. Like I might write a song about beefing, like a or a feeling, and all of a sudden, like me and you are, like, me and my homie are beefing, and it's this. I had a song about getting into a car accident, flipping on the freeway, boom, 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 boom. There's this whole crazy fucking, there's a video on it. Bro, my son just lived the whole exact thing. You're speaking into an existence, bro. You know what it's, I mean? So you got to stop doing that, bro, unless it's positive, it's dog. Yeah, yeah, he's it's, manifesting that so, shit, dog. Yeah. So trip out what you're saying. So growing up as a little kid, I always had this scary dream. We got to understand our powers, bro. We don't understand our powers, bro. I, you know I, I mean? tell people there's regular humans and there's humanoids, dog. You know what I mean? I say X Men is not a movie. We are X Men, bro. It's real. We're like, not. We're not really in touch with our powers yet, bro. No. Because we have. There's some of us we're that have We're too powerful. Yeah, if we, we have are powers, in touch with bro. Them. And the energy is the is the power. Some of us have, bro. If you can walk into a room and disrupt the entire room just by your energy, then you have a power. If teachers were really like a Professor X that taught you how to tap in to your personal powers bro like it, it's just too powerful that like i said we get to a conversation like that i, I fucks with you you feel me but yeah. so, so about there's yeah. this 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 growing up well, i used to have this this dream of this lady she had one white eye she always wore a scarf a scarf on her head a little short mexican lady and she will kill me in my dreams right this is crazy there's a tom's on long beach boulevard in southgate that during the whole time of me and my wife like struggling, we used to go there and her dad would give us like five bucks to go get two orders of large french fries and a soda. Like he would help, but he'd be like, go, come on, homie, like go get your man shit on, you feel me? But he would break us down so we can go get some food for the day, right? One day sitting there eating, I'm fucking tired of my little fries. 
I look in the corner of the restaurant, and that lady in my dreams is sitting in the corner, bro. Real story. I told my wife, what the fuck? It's her. And she's like, what? And I told her, that lady, I'm always telling you about my dreams. It's her. Bro, that lady is in the corner, and she's eating, but she was pulling her scarf down. She'll take a bite and put her scarf up. She had the one white eye. And I went to my homie that owns a restaurant, and I said, bro, who's that lady? He's like, I don't know. Never he, seen her in my life. No, he said this. He goes, I don't know. But for some reason, she always comes usually when you're leaving. Why am I scared right now, dog? I really, I rightfully got chills. Look at my chills, bro. I don't know. I believe this shit, dog. Bro, this shit. She, she, we never, we haven't gone to that restaurant in a long time. And but you like, didn't approach her. I was too scared. It was too oh, weird to yeah. me. That's crazy. I'm scared my dick just shriveled up. <laughs> that is, my wife could attest to like, for real, bro. And I never got to put, I never got to put that together on why. Yeah. He told me, he's like, go talk to her. I'm like, nah, bro, because she used to do shit to me in my dreams. Like, you feel mm -hmm. me? Like, I'm not going to talk to this lady. But this if she, pro like somebody told me, it's probably the opposite. This lady probably could have changed your life yeah, or yeah. saved you. Yeah. It all depends on what you look at. Maybe she's been looking after you, bro. Maybe well, that's, she, a, maybe that's what we were saying. Angel. The language of the universe. If you asked for the sign and it was there, you, you and you didn't act upon it, right? Were you were you wise in that in that in that sense, or you you don't know? Lately, every single look at where I'm at right now. Sign, yeah. I I accept it. There's some things where it's small, but it's a sign. Yes, it's being able to read it when it's there. Catch on to it. It's, that's 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 when you have the power. That's what I've been catching on lately. Like I tell it. people, not every open door is for you to walk into. You feel me? But there is certain the one that has that sign. That has that sign. That's what I've been going for, with with no fear, because it's a sign, bro. This is a real, real sign. Follow your path, baby. Follow your path. Follow your path. If you read the right on the wall, dog. You know what I mean? If it don't feel right, dog, that's not a part of your path, dog. Turn around, dog. You know what I mean? Like, be very, very visual. Be, you know what I mean, go with your gut, right? Gut, I think, what, what happens when you go against your gut, bro? You know? <laughs> I think that has a major part of what you said before we even sat down. Keeping it real. I don't think you'll get any of that until you could actually be honest with yourself and actually be honest with anybody sitting down here telling my story. Like, once you've looked in the mirror and accepted everything about you, can you move on or get into that learning your powers and what you're actually capable of and what you can do? Seeing the signs that are always been there, you just didn't catch on to them. Reading the language of the universe. That's what they call it. You know, you know who's the, the worst person, people you ever want to deal with is an unapologetic individual. Yeah. Someone that will not admit any of their faults, that will never apologize are fucking up, dog. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When you see, when you meet someone that's unapologetic, that can't say, hey, my bad, my G, keep that people away from me, dog. Real talk. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 for real. That's crazy, man. This has been an amazing podcast, my brother. 
This has been dope, dog. Appreciate it. I appreciate you coming through, dog. Blessing the platform, Thanks baby. Thanks for having me, brother. This shit was hard <laughs> as fuck, dog. I appreciate I mean, you. The story was dope, but what we got into, dog, we, I mean, that's that's a whole segment by itself, dog. <laughs> we can call that bitch Goosebumps, buddy. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? Perfect, huh? We got to um, we got a one day, bro. We'll bring you have, back on, bro. We'll have a Goosebumps. Yeah. We'll, we'll turn the lights down. You know what I mean? Uh, hey, well, October's we'll coming some, up. We can have that soon. We'll do some shrooms. You know what I hey, mean? Bro. We'll really bug each other the fuck out bro it should be happening like we'll get ghost stories people calling about their ghost stories my, yeah. my boy passed away pac-man oh man trip out so my boy i have tattooed on my arm right here was the one i told you that when i was gangbanging got me out of it into graffiti he got murdered that night i was supposed to be with him and you know them times when like you're going out and your girl's pissed and she's like and you're like fuck i'll stay shit yeah they killed him that night wow Right? To see, it's all language of the uh, universe, right? Everything times. brought you back to art. Why? That, why do I have a graffiti? And why do I have a graffiti store in downtown LA? Well, he got me out of gangbanging to get into graffiti. Now I got into graffiti scene, which allowed me, right? So I have this big wood cutout that I made of him that has followed me. I made it, and then a, a skate store wanted it for an art show. I gave it to them. It disappeared for like 10 years, and then one day somebody told me, hey, is this yours? And it was like in a back warehouse at another skate shop. like. Oh yeah. shit! Somewhere and I'm like, hell yeah, that's mine. Like, the fuck's it doing back there? I yeah. want my shit back now. Yeah. So I went, picked it up. Would well, it's been like it's been years, bro? Like close to twenty years. I've been moving this thing around, right? I got it at the house now. Trip on this. When me and my wife get into fights, like this bottle will fly out of nowhere. Shit will fall off the shelf. Like shit that wouldn't like. Like this candle tip over. Like, how did that happen? And I'm talking about when we're like, and like, boom. And I'll be like, all right, we're done, Pac. I feel you. I'm done. And it's always be like that, bro. His number, graffiti number was 747. When I'm really feeling shitty, bro, it's usually around 747 a.m. or 747 p.m. When I look at my watch for some reason, like, damn, 747. Oh, shit. I right, bet. I'm good. Pay attention to numbers. Pay attention to numbers. You yeah. feel me? No, I, I, I pay attention to numbers, dog. It's weird, dog, because I'll, I'll be pumping gas, bro. <laughs> I'm a weirdo, bro. I, I pump I gas, bro, and I watch where those numbers land. Interesting. And I read the numbers, bro, because I got numbers that are my numbers, dog. I'm not going to speak on them, dog, but numbers, right. they no, mean something, they bro. They do. I want to kind of like end this on a note, bro, of this, and I'll let you, you know, shoot all your plugs and everything like that, dog, but... So when I when I was running the streets, my people loved me, dog. The, the people that loved me, they really loved me. The people that hated me, they really hated me. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's not there was never too much in between. You know what I mean, they'd be mad and people would come back, whatever. I mean, I guess there was in between. But uh I would have my people sometimes say, Hey Lucky, be careful. You know, and I'm running out the door with a strap and dope and doing my thing. And I'll be like, I mean, I know to be careful, bro. But why, and I would say, no, 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 no. I said, why are you telling me to be careful? And he said, no, we just, just want you to be careful. I said, but I know, I, I already know that. Yeah. I know that. So what makes you feel like you need to tell me that? Are you feeling something? Because if you're feeling something, then I don't go. Okay. And they're like, no, 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 we just want you to be careful. Oh, so you're not feeling? So they would think that like, oh, this motherfucker's high, he's tripping. But no, <laughs> to yeah. this day, bro, to this day. He's reading the signs. Yeah. Are you feeling something? I've been like this for a, a lot of years, brother. I think I'm a very in, intuitive, intuitive, intuitive yes. individual, bro. Like, 
you know. Um, but it's good. It's a consciousness. Yeah, you know. And so people would sometimes people would like, damn, this fool is tweaked out and tripping. Like, nah, bro. Or how many times did you call out bad individuals that you felt in your gut? A gang, bro. In my hood, a gang, bro. My homies, I'd be like, hey, homie, this fool ain't no good right here, dog. Like, what do you mean not, dog? He cool. Like, I'm, watch. Pay attention, bro. Every single fucking time, bro. That's real. Every single time, dog. I'm not trying to pat myself in the back or stroke my little fucking dick right here, dog. No, I'm just real. saying, bro. Like, I've... I've seen like oh this dude no good doggy or, or sometimes you meet somebody be like oh this this is the real boogeyman right here you know what i mean yeah. or, like hey bro no that's just real my wife when i walk out the door lady babe careful with what i'll be like with what or always because it's the same shit like careful what i'm going to the store like oh just because anything could happen like yeah because you said it now yeah <laughs> And she's, and she's holding your hand at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Reading the palm like, he's going to get hit by a car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Keep your wife away from me, homie. Don't ever bring her to the studio. If I see her, homie, I'm going to say hi from afar, dog. You know what I mean? She ain't giving me no hug, no nothing, dog. That's funny. No, they don't, you don't even need to be in person for them to put a spell on you, in a she, sense. She might. She, your wife might be just like, Got something going on me like little lucky doll right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Yeah, yeah she's, exactly. She's, she's, a, she's a religious person. That's why I tell her you can't mix. You, I don't know. I'm like, you can't mix your beliefs of God and, and, and all that with, with like going and getting your palm bread. I, I don't know. It feels. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't be like, you know what I mean? Like you get a, you hit a lottery ticket. You're like, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know what I mean? And the next thing you know, you're fucking sawing off a chicken's head, dog. You know what I mean? Like, whoa, hold on. You can't be mixing this shit together. Yeah. This motherfucking cocktail right here, dog. That's pretty. Or eating the spaghetti. Oh, man. I'm never going to look at spaghetti the same, dog. Tell you, bro. <laughs> smells like the fucking the fifth of this month. Oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's crazy, dog. That's super crazy, dog. But, my boy, I want you to give all your plugs, dog, how people can come and support uh, this store, how people can find your music, how they can follow you on Instagram, all the above, baby. Let's go. Shit, man, the easiest way is, uh, I guess I finally made it to a point where you could just Google uh, Jazzo the Juggernaut, um, or you could Google Knack Inc., K-N-A-C-K-I-N-K. Um, on the social media, it's the same thing. Uh, Nack Inc. Basically, everything is Nack Inc. Once you once you go, even if you hashtag the Nack Inc., um, you just keep finding me. But the easiest way is Google. Um, I got a store in downtown LA, three four nine South Los Angeles Street, um, Suite eight zero one seven. I mean, I get you know what I'm saying. We got sneakers. I got the clothing brand. Uh, we got a lot of stuff right there. It's now by appointment only. Um, oh, that's tight. Yeah, because I want to make it more uh, personal. Personal. Yeah, if you don't come experience. spend money with me. I want I want you to to leave with with an experience as opposed to like coming and spending money with me. Like I got some couches set up. I'm gonna get a refrigerator, drinks. You know what I'm saying? Type of thing where you're gonna get your your hour appointment if you need more, whatever. But you'll be able to like just come and relax, and we could chop it up and and just get have a different a, yeah, have a drink, dope. smoke That's one dope. Dope. Yeah, that exactly. is old. curated to you. I did that shit first, so don't copy me, motherfucker. <laughs> Let's go, baby. <laughs> nah, but um, but that's that's. I just want to give you know what I'm saying, like because. I started off selling tennis shoes, and then I'm just like, you know what? I want to sell Lamborghinis. I don't want, I don't want to just sell Hondas no more. I want to sell. So like, I've been getting more of like the higher end shoes, and and that comes with money. And I feel if you're gonna come spend eight hundred dollars with me for a pair of shoes, I don't want you to come 
just spending eight hundred dollars with me and like, yeah. damn, I just spent eight hundred. I want you to come yeah. and just be like, then this was that. Like, I want to come back. It's worth it. Can, yeah, exactly. You feel me? Um, so I just want to give people a different experience. So if you guys wanted to make dope. an appointment, um, you know what I'm saying? Go to Nack Inc. You could DM me um, at the store. I got all the information also on the window too. Uh, you make an appointment and um, you know what I'm saying? Come in. Um, whatever shoes you got, like a size ten, I got a lot of shoe plugs. Um, so I'm bringing all the size tens on your appointment. And then that way you really have like real options. So um, it's amazing, though. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So music, uh, you know what I'm saying? I got, I got you can go on YouTube, uh, Jazzle the Juggernaut. Uh, you got a lot of videos up there. I don't have a lot of uh, music that you can like download and stuff on all them platforms. Um, I do a lot of shows. And what I try to do is um, the social media shit, bro, is it's hard because it's the new wave, but I still try to keep that like out the trunk hustler. Like you can't. You can't go, if it wasn't on the radio, you had to go to warehouse music and buy the tape or, or, or you know what I'm saying, or catch them at a show. So now I just try to do a lot of shows so I can get you to my show. And now I got a table up so I can, you know, it, it, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get it to people's hands differently and personal exactly. as opposed to like just go stream. I know that's the new way or whatever, you, but. So this is what I want. Do you think that like the internet and like with everything, it's just too, there's too much. It's too much. Like how many, how many, how many stories do you see? How much content do you see that actually sticks? So yeah, it's true. And Versus personable. Yeah, it's, it's weird, bro. I think people have just gotten into the world of like wanting to know your business as opposed to know what you're doing. Um, that's why there's like, real, everything's a reality show and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, cause I trip out on the hard work, like this right here, I'll probably get like four likes, you feel me? But then I go post right now, I'm gonna go eat dinner with my, my wife and my baby and it's gonna go like 600 likes. Like, it's just weird, so. Let's take this phone call real quick, I'm sorry, Don. No, I get it. Yeah, cause I, I see somebody talking a gang of shit on this bitch and I hope it's you. You're on Hoodstocks, talk to us, baby. Coño, how you doing, amigo? Coño! Ah! Maji, okay, Rated R, what up, baby? I hear you, man. I just make it my rounds, you know. That's right, baby. This I love guy, you. man. I love you too, man. This guy really touched the heart today, you know. He's yeah. a good guy. Appreciate you. I got this guy's back, you know. Anybody ever met with this guy before, Tony? Tony, dog. Bring the tigers, too, Tony. It's love. I appreciate oh, I got that, tigers, bro. Man. Man, I let love. the leashes loose, you know. <laughs> I don't think they want that. Nah, he let the leashes loose, Amigo. baby. Yeah, keep them on the leash. Yeah. Amigo Jesse, you touch my heart so much, man. I think I'm gonna stop selling kilos, you know. Oh man, <laughs> you do what you gotta do, brother. <laughs> now nah, that that's love, bro. I, I appreciate that, man. Um, you know, I just keep it one thousand. Okay, Lucky man. said he wanted me to come in and, and be, you know, what I'm saying one thousand, and, and and like we were talking earlier, that's the only way, man. Um, all that bullshit, people catch on to it, you feel me? But you gotta keep it 100. There's a lot of people out here, man, that, that really just need to hear some shit sometimes, you feel me? And I feel that the world has just been so so drowned out with, with fake shit that, that, you know, the ones that really want to tell the stories get, get overlooked, man. So when we get that opportunity, we gotta make sure we do it correct. Absolutely. You're a good man, Absolutely. Thank you, brother. Good, appreciate that. Hey, appreciate you, my G. Have a good one. Um, shout out to everybody on the chat line, dog. Um, let me see. Sometimes you don't want to address shit, dog, because it's you know it's 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 beneath it's beneath you. But you know what? We we transparent right here, baby. Let's get it. You know what I mean? But um, hopefully soon. I've I've talked to Shooter, talked to his family, and uh, hopefully we can get a, get him to you know maybe call in soon or something like that. But he's doing a little time, and it's got nothing to do with this podcast. We'll leave it at that, right? We'll leave it at that. 
you know. But uh, he's doing well. And, um, I mean, he's doing the best he can do right now in the system. And I love Shooter. Um, you know, I drop him money from time to time. And uh, we'll, we'll be hearing him hopefully soon, you know. But until we do... Everybody, give it up for Jazzo. Thank you so much, my G. That you, was brother. an amazing story, dog. I loved every bit of this podcast. Thank you to everybody uh, tapping in on the chat line on a Saturday. And you know what? We're going to be back tomorrow. We're going to be okay. back tomorrow night around 6 o'clock, 6-ish. You know what I mean? Uh, we might be talking about the Sober October, or I might be having a guest come in, another guest. Um, but we are going to be hitting you guys back-to-back uh, the next uh, few weekends and weeks. We're going to be in the weeknights as well. You know what I mean? We got a lot of good uh, uh, content. And, uh, and what, good, what brings good content are solid individuals. And that's the way we keep it around here, baby. We are not fucking with the fakes. We are not fucking with the chismosas. You know what I mean? All that shit. I mean, if you are confused on who I am right now, then you are having a hard time reading the room or doing your uh, homework on the streets, my G. Do your homework on the streets. You know, hit the streets and ask about anything you want, dog. But rather than that, be easy. I love you guys. My goonies, the ones that support this. I love you guys. And without you guys, uh, we would be real, nothing. Real that's, right, that's the real truth. You know what I mean? So thank you so much. We'll see you guys tomorrow night. And we are out of here. Jazz old baby. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, no, that was dope. That was dope, dog. Love you guys. Let me go. Let me end this right here. Love you guys. I'll see you guys right there.